welcome to episode 69 of the Midnight Triple Feature Podcast. You can find us on the web at www.midnighttriplefeature.com. You can subscribe to our channel through iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, Google Play, YouTube, and anywhere podcasts can be found. Find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Midnight Triple Feature. For this episode, we will be discussing Death Walks and High Heels, A Blade in the Dark, and Stage Fright. This podcast will contain spoilers. Enjoy. All right. Welcome to this episode of Midnight Triple Feature. Guy you heard in the beginning is Adam. Hello. I am Mike. We got uh, three movies lined up for you today. Some pretty big news that actually just broke. Uh, by the time this comes out, you'll probably have uh, already have seen it, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yep. Yeah, so uh, catch us on all those good places Adam told you about in the beginning. And if you're a Facebook user, Facebook doesn't really show you every time we post. So we're getting, I don't know, it, it, the last time I looked, it was like 26% or something. And yeah. it doesn't even pop up in my personal feed or even people I know. So just periodically stop over, take a look, see what's going on. Yeah, it sucks. You know, uh, drop us a line or just see what we've got posted over there just so that it keeps going. All right. Um, what you been watching? All right. Uh, I watched a couple things, actually. So I saw uh, the, the Death Wish remake with Bruce Willis. Oh, so I haven't saw that yet. The Eli Roth-directed uh, Death Wish movie. And uh, it's it's all right. You know, I, I'm a... I'm a decent fan of that first Charles Bronson movie, and then I re- I actually really enjoy like Death Wish three. This one just you know the problem with this one is 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 Bruce Willis is the fucking problem in this thing. Oh. <laughs> the dude is like, I don't know, man. It's it's all like he doesn't give a fuck. Like when you're watching this movie, like you can tell this dude is probably just collecting a paycheck. He reads his lines, shows up. Does what he's, I guess, supposed to do, but like you know, you have you have a, a wife and a daughter, and I have wife and a couple, or you have a girlfriend and daughter, and you know, like we have people in our lives, right? If somebody broke into your house and like when you weren't there and fucking murdered your wife and put your daughter in a coma, like you'd have some kind of reaction, right? Like some kind of reaction, like yeah. whether it's anger, whether it's grief. Like, something on your face besides just, like, nothing. Like, that's all. Like, you, his fucking wife just died. And, like, he walks in, right? There's an example. There's a body on a table. So he doesn't. He's supposed to be a doctor in this thing, which I don't believe for a second that Bruce Willis is a fucking surgeon. But whatever. Walks in, right? And there's a bot. So they're like, oh, your wife and your, your daughter were just brought in. Uh, you know, some people broke into their house. Whatever. So he walks up to like the gurney and there's a body on the table with like a blank like a sheet over it and he walks up and he pulls the sheet back and he looks down and it's his dead wife and he just kind of is like huh and he just literally turns out and walks out the door <laughs> like, like I'm not fucking around like that's what happened like I'm not joking huh. so then, <laughs> and yeah, like eventually it is a death wish movie so like he obviously ends up finding who did it and he kills him and and all that and there's like good some good gore and stuff and 
you get what you want out of it. Like you, you get the revenge and, and all that stuff you want. But I wish that like, I wish Bruce Willis just fucking actually acted. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's all he needed to do. And the movie probably would have been pretty decent. I don't but, know. I've heard he's pretty difficult to work with. I've heard he just yeah. kind of does his own thing. I could see that. I, but it's I, Bruce Willis. Well, you know? the thing with this movie is that originally like there was a different director on this thing. And whoever that was, I can't remember who it was, was a well-known director, like, had to walk away. They basically they were like, he couldn't work with the guy. So he just fucking walked away. And at the la- like, they're at last minute, zero hour, like, we need to get, the- we're going to make this movie, we have money, and only like, Eli Roth, can you come in and do it? Like, Eli Roth doesn't fucking have any place directing a Death Wish, you know, like, <laughs> what the fuck? He de- he's fine, but he's he's not, like, prolific enough to do, to do a Death Wish movie. And, like, before him, uh, like, Sylvester Stallone at one point was, was cast to be in this movie. Like, he probably would have been a done, done a better job than Bruce Willis would have. There were some other actors here and there, but it was a decent movie. Like, it's it it's what is, you know, it's what it's supposed to be, but it's it's weird. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out eventually. Yeah. See. Is that Netflix yet? No, my, oh. my wife and I rented it one night. We just figured we'd give it a chance, but. Um, so you wasted three bucks? Yeah, 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 we did actually. Um, I saw Black Panther, which uh, you know, I liked it. It was all right. yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Like I, I um, the thing with Black Panther was everybody hyped it up. And they said that this is the best yeah. superhero movie, and I was just like, no, it's not. Yeah, it all comes not down to far. taste, right? Yeah. Like everyone has their taste. I have my my favorite superhero movies are like The Dark Knight and Captain America: Winter Soldier. Those are my favorite superhero movies. Yours are different than mine, you know, like everybody has it different. So when you go out there and are like, this is the best superhero movie that's ever made. All of you better agree that it's the best superhero movie ever made or we're going to be we're going to get pissed off. That's not really fair because Black Panther is a good movie like it is. It to me, it felt a little bit like it should have been bigger. It actually felt like it should have been bigger, like almost like it was it was uh, I don't know. I can't explain it, but like it. it it didn't go far enough in some of its action and stuff. That being said, I do think uh, the dude that played um, was it Michael B. Jordan. Uh, I liked him. Yeah, played the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His brother. yeah. I liked him. Yeah. I thought he was really. He good. He was really good in this. Uh, the dude that played back Black Panther, like eh, he was, he's good, you know. But it, if it weren't for Michael B. Jordan, I probably would have just been like whatever. But I think the yeah. villain was great in the movie. So I like like Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda. Mm. Um, yeah. The way they made it look. Yeah, it's literally like they took it off a comic book panel. It's, and it's just really put cool. it on screen. Yeah, it looks agree. really good. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, for me. It wasn't the best. You know, I wasn't hyped about it anyway. Like I know there was hype about it, but I, I tried to just be like, "There's no way this is going to be the best thing I've ever seen." You know, it's just not. Yeah. It does again. It doesn't mean it can't be for somebody else. I'm not going to hold somebody else. I'm not going to say, "Oh, you can't like that." But if I don't think it's the best superhero movie ever made, doesn't mean that I have. You know, I don't have to think that. But it's a good movie. You know, like. I can see why people like it. Yeah, I mean it's decent enough. Um, I watched. Uh, I'm actually I've already talked about this one before, so I won't. T- I watched uh, Maximum Overdrive again, but I won't talk about it because that one's you know. I watched. Um, the only thing I'm going to mention is I did watch the first episode of the Joe Bob new Joe Bob thing on Shutter, the Last Driving. Yeah, I haven't got to it yet. Probably gonna get it's to it really this weekend. it's really good. Yeah. So I'm pl- tomorrow. I'm planning. Hopefully, if it doesn't crash on me, I'm planning to. Uh, to binge watch a bunch of them tomorrow because I'm home tomorrow. But this, I'm going to tell you, so it is, like, if you ever watched the old Monster Vision show on TNT, it is the same, man. Like He every, talks about it. Yeah. It's, I was listening to another show. Um, 
and they were actually watching it live. They just had it playing in the background while they yeah. were doing their show, and they kept turning up the TV. And there is a part when he talks about like TNT and Monster Vision, yeah. and yeah, it is just like that. Like if you go back and watch any of the old episodes and watch this, like the intro similar. There's like a voiceover that's similar. I'll tell you, man, there was one moment in the first episode where I was like, I'm hooked, right? So Joe Bob's talking about, because what it is, is he does an intro, he does his drive-in totals, so it's like, yeah. you know, this many boobs, this many that, and he does like all the foos, um, and then he cuts in every, sporadically and does like a commentary on it, so like they'll cut back to him, and it's him talking for like three to five minutes about the movie, he gives some background, and he's talking about the director, right, David Schmoller on Taurus Trap, and he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, David Schmoller said that he always liked directing horror movies because horror movies are cinematic. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's no, so he's, good. he's good. He it's knows. so he, good. He knows. It. I'm sure he's got yeah. like uh, bullet points that he goes off of, but he knows his shit. He knows his shit. And yeah. he leg- like you get the sense that he legit, even though he is playing a character, I know he is. He does legitimately like these movies. Like, he yeah. made a career out of watching these movies. Well, he does, what, Hellraiser, uh, uh, Sleepaway Camp. It's uh, Taurus uh, Trap, Trap, Sleepaway Camp, Demons, Hellraiser, Daughters of Darkness, Reanimator. Doing really good movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total, a bunch of really yeah. good uh, pieces. Um, Probably movies he wouldn't be able to do if he was still on TNT. Or if he did, they'd be edited. Yeah. Like, he showed, like, he did, um, what is it? He did... Uh, reanimator i'm pretty sure on tnt but it was you know it's edited now you get to watch the movies uncut and you get to watch him like basically say what he wants to say like one of the reasons that joe bob was had issues in the 90s is people would write in and they don't like him because he's he's playing a character right yeah he's playing like this trailer park guy so he talks about like this movie has 10 boobs in it you know like that's what he does that's his shtick and it's it's funny. I think that Shudder probably underestimated they definitely. the power of, of Joe they Bob fucking, Briggs. So they crashed. So that I'm yeah. glad I didn't try to watch it because, you know, like, it's better to me. I'd, I had said to you ahead of time, like, I was hoping they would just put it on demand so I could just watch them anyway. But if I had tuned in at, like, 9 and it didn't work, I would have been like, oh, come on. Like, what the fuck? I heard that what they did was it wasn't one consecutive show. So every episode, it loaded in between. It did. That's right. That's how they did it. And um, it wasn't a continuous stream. Yeah, people were saying that in between the loading screens, they would, they would have to back back out and then reload. Right, because it would crash every yeah. time it tried to load a new one. Yeah. They also so they crashed Shutter. That that also crashed Sundance because AMC because AMC owns Shutter. AMC owns Shutter and AMC owns Sundance. They're on the same server. So when Shutter crashed, Sundance TV crashed. So like there was all there were multiple channels that crashed when everybody came in to watch <laughs> it, right? The one thing I thought was funny is like people the the one thing that really annoyed me not about the crash cuz I I was like that's kind of cool. Like it sucks that it crashed, but it's kind of cool that like that many people were like, "Yeah, we want to yeah. watch this." Was like um the number of people who were fucking bitching about it crashing who were only bitching because they got a seven-day trial, yeah. and they were looking to cancel it after seven days. I've had Shudder for a long time. Me too, yeah. I've never had a problem. No, I've never had a problem never. with it, and the selection of movies is really good. So it's the only fucking channel that was going to bring this guy back. No one else is going to do yeah. it, and they did it. So for all these people to get, like, one dude was like, I, I, I don't want to be an asshole, but... 
This guy's like, you know, I'm really upset. <laughs> I had a bunch of friends over and I was so embarrassed when it wouldn't work. And I'm like, why were you embarrassed? Just drink some fucking beers. And another guy's like, I bought all kinds of themed snacks for this. I can't believe it's not working. I'm like, dude. Like, yeah. like <laughs> I, I wonder what the theme was that he said. Me too. Like, first mm. of all, they didn't announce the movies, so like they had to have been themed around Joe Bob. Like, I, I don't know what that means. Like, maybe the Lone Star beers because he's drinking beer in every episode. He's, yeah, yeah. Like maybe, but outside of that, like, what the fuck are you buying for, yeah. for themed, themed snacks? Snacks. And then he made all his friends dress up. <laughs> like one person was like, I had like you know twenty people in my basement, and they all left after two hours. I'm it like, wasn't his basement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here's the thing: if you had a bunch of people over, right? So let's say like we're hanging out, and we have other people, and we're like all hanging out, right? And we go to throw a movie on, and it doesn't work. Right? It doesn't work. It doesn't play. And then we try another one, and it doesn't work. Are you? Are, is like everyone going to get up after an hour and be like? Phew. Sorry, dude, we're leaving. No, because they probably don't like that dude. Because that dude was probably like, "What the fuck?" He probably started bitching and moaning, and they were probably like, "Yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna go yeah. we're gonna go over to, to Billy's house." He like house. threw his Roku yeah. remote down, shattered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. And they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go over to Billy's house and uh, yeah, just you just his fucking mother's yelling from the house. What's going on down there? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. if you're hanging out and you have like drinking beers and like it doesn't really matter. If yeah. it doesn't work. You're still hanging out. Just, yeah. Am I right? Like, well, you know, the first thing you're gonna do is like it's not gonna work, right? So you're gonna then try it on another device. It's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Then one of your friends is gonna pull it up on their phone. It's not gonna work. Yep. So why are you embarrassed? Because it, it's not working on anything. Right. It just doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. It's not gonna work. And the other thing I thought was funny is how many people like I don't know how naive people are in this age. Apparently, really naive. But I said to you early on, like I'm pretty sure they're gonna put these on demand. Like Shutter, you said it right away. Yeah, I'm like Shutter yeah. is not gonna produce this shit. Put it on a 24 hour marathon and then take it away forever. Yeah. That you know how stupid that would be. Like that, you know, like that would be incredibly dumb because leaving it on demand means you bring in viewers in the future to buy the service so they can watch it. Like, yeah. and, and there were people online who were like, "This Shutter better put this on demand because this is really disappointing." And I want to be like, "You really think they didn't plan?" On, and then they're like, "Shutter made it right. They put it on demand." Yeah, I'm like, "They were gonna do it all along. Like, yeah. you guys are fucking stupid." Like, like they were on a reel to reel, and when it was done, they were just gonna burn. Them. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just gone. And literally, someone's like, "I hope they keep it on for a while." And someone was like, "They're gonna keep them on forever." Like someone's like, "They're never gonna take them down." No. And like, why would they? They have no reason. To take and with them the down. amount of viewership it's already had, they're gonna come out with. They'll talk Joe Bob into doing another one. <laughs> I know. Calm down. I, they should too. They should do it. They should do one in like October. But the, I there's like two sides on it. One is people saying like nobody really knows because a bunch of people online like Joe Bob doesn't want to do it. He wants to retire. Yeah. They don't know that. They know that Joe Bob didn't know there was an audience for it. I guarantee you he didn't know. There's no way that guy expected them to to crash a server multiple times. And not only did they crash it on Friday night. They crashed it again on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So, like, they kept crashing it because every time they hit, like, a prime time, people would get home from work. They'd turn it on and they'd crash it. So he he had no idea that was going to happen. So it could be that he wasn't planning to do anymore because he didn't think people gave a fuck. All right. So I said uh, that I've never had a problem with Shutter before. Right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so uh, we watched three movies for this episode. One of the movies I tried to watch last I tried to watch last night, and yep. I, I I saw it, but I I didn't watch it. Um, I could not get Shutter on anything to work. It's it, weird, man. Um, it was um, 
Stage Fright. I watched Stage Fright last night on Shutter. You were the one crashing my server. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got. Ask Beth. I, what time did you put it on? Uh, it was probably like 9, 9.30. I, be, I probably beat you to it. I got on at uh, 8, 8.45. I bet I beat you to it, and then I was like fucking yeah, booting yeah, you out. Yeah, so you're We're the only up. two people watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We were probably <laughs> the only two watching. Because I have the Roku 2 in the bedroom. Yeah. So I put on the I put on the Roku 2, and uh, it would get probably three to four minutes, and then it would load. Three to four minutes, and then load. Mm. And then one time, weird, it man. just stopped altogether. It just it stayed on the loading screen and would not come off. I had to back back out. I probably did that for about a half an hour of it, but I'm kind of in and out of it because it's just constantly loading. So I was like, well, maybe I'll, I'll try it on the on the Roku 3 downstairs. So I go downstairs, put it on that one. It ran for about five minutes and then started loading It's weird, again. man. So I put it on my <laughs> phone, and when it's on your phone, it's got that weird pulsating shutter screen. Yeah, yeah. It was doing that like literally every minute. I was watching it on the bus today. It's no um, problem. Could not get it to stay loaded. So I saw... Almost the whole thing, but I was doing other things because I could not sit there and pay attention to something. That's weird, man. Constantly no, I, had, loading. I haven't had, very rarely have I had problems with it. So, And since yeah. then, I watched was, the first episode of Joe Bob. I watched all three, three of these in the last week. It was funny because... Uh, Different times of day. Like, right no in the problem. beginning of the movie, the owl jumps out of the, yeah, yeah. the thing, and it literally froze with the with like him <laughs> doing that like barrel roll thing. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> and it stayed on that screen for a while. Yeah, I, I, so I, I, huh. I made it through, but I didn't. I probably I probably missed a whole lot because I was constantly fast forward and rewinding, hitting play. That's weird, man. Uh, let me make sure I don't have any. I think that was. I didn't watch that much, so. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. That's all I got. All right, let's see what I've been watching. Watched a few things, but I want to talk about a couple. Did I talk about Game Over Man last time? No, I don't think so. Um, Game Over Man. Uh, with the guys from the uh, not, yeah, yeah uh, I want to see it. Not the Office. The um, workaholics. Yep, yep. Uh, they basically play the same characters. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's sort of like. Die Hard, except... I knew that it was, like, Die Hard, but yeah. Except everything they do is accidental. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. uh But it's it, it's hilarious. Like, one All of them right. is, like, addicted to, I don't even know, like, meth or something. I don't, I don't even know what it is. Like, and he's just constantly smoking, but it's... uh, uh Salvia? Is that, that's a drug, right? Like, where you get high for, like, five minutes and yeah, it just goes away? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, he's just smoking that the whole time. He's fucked up through the whole movie. Okay. And, uh, you know, they play the same characters. And it's sort of like Die Hard in a hotel. It's it's actually really fun. I I like these yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I gotta see it. Yeah. They play the it same. It looks funny. Yeah, they play the same character and everything. But I like them, so it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty hilarious. And if you get a chance, maybe you've already seen it. Have you seen the Perfect Host? Is that the one with the? No, I haven't. But that's the one with the dude from. Uh, wasn't he in like some sitcom or something? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I got it right here. Let me see. Um, David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, yeah. He's in like some sitcom. I can't remember which one it was, though. It's like uh, Frasier or something. This is only going to pick up the movies he's in because it's, uh, it's uh, letterboxed. Hang on, I got it. Was it good, though? Let's see. David Hyde Pierce is an American actor. Best known for playing a psychiatrist and Dr. Niles Crane on the NBA. Oh, uh, Frazier. It was Frazier. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, Dude, it's actually really good. And 
I can't really tell you anything about it without giving stuff away because it goes batshit crazy. Like, it literally, like, you're watching this and you're like, I think I know what's going to happen. And then <laughs> something else happens and you're like, all right, I was wrong on that. And then it's like, all of a sudden, everything you thought just completely changes. And <laughs> it's amazing. So let's just I remember say, when it came out and I just never, never got around to seeing it. Didn't They do this seamless cut. I'll give you this one thing. They do this seamless cut where one person... Uh, has imaginary or what what you think or I guess what is imaginary people he sees right. like like there's an entire party going on inside of this dude's apartment but he's the only one I can see the other people so like mm-hmm. any from the outside when he's out gotcha. and yeah, he's doing yeah. like the changa train you know dance thing when it comes out it's just him huh. and it does like this own I wouldn't say seamless because we watch so many movies, we can tell where the cuts are. Yeah. But it's almost a seamless cut where it all of a sudden changes, like right in front of you, and then all the people are there that he can see. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 amazing because it's going from this person's view to this person's view, and then back and forth constantly. And it, the cuts are amazing. Um, Is that on Shutter? I think I did watch it, it on Shutter. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's on there. Pretty sure I watched it on Shutter. Uh, definitely check it out. It's. Yeah. It's a slow burn, um, but so, yeah. once it happens, it just keeps happening. And uh, there's there's multiple twists and turns throughout the entire film. Like there, it just everything just keeps changing. Um, so I highly recommend that. I gave it a three and a half. All right. Uh, went and watched um, a Blade in the Dark in the, a Blade in the Dark in the movie theater. Uh, it was just it was on my screen. Um, <laughs> went and watched Ant Man and the Wasp in the movie theater. <laughs> Totally different movie. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, there's a bunch of people with their kids, and this fucking movie comes on? Be like, listen, Johnny, we're just going to wait it out and see what happens. Yeah. And, like, I'm just... sure he's going to show up eventually. Yeah, you don't even know. This is a flashback. <laughs> Thanos did this. You see the last film? <laughs> um, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is amazing. Yeah, amazing. I've, heard I've heard it's really good. Yeah. Um, All the jokes are still there. They all still yeah. hit. Uh, the storyline's great. The villain's awesome. Um, it's got um, oh, what the hell's his name? He was in the Shield. Uh, the bald dude. He's in a bunch of stuff. Oh god, his name's on the tip of my tongue too. Is it the bald guy? Not um, the guy that was in Gotham, right? No, he was in. Um, oh my god, he was in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Played the transvestite, Walton Goggins. Oh, um, if you know who he is, I do, yeah. he's in this too, and he plays like the southern, like, yep. I guess you, I guess he's one of the villains or just this guy who keeps popping up trying to do shit. <laughs> and he's amazing at it. Like everybody who's in this is amazing, you know. Um, Lawrence Fishburne comes back. He's he's in it. He's yep. back. Um, Paul Rudd is. I mean, just everybody who's in this is amazing, and the film itself is really really good. And if you go watch in a theater, definitely stay for the after credit scene because it explains a lot. It that it ties into Infinity War. Oh, okay, I still haven't seen that. You haven't saw Infinity War yet, no. so it's weird because Infinity War I know, I mean, came I know out, what happens, and but... then Ant Man and the Wasp came out afterwards. But their cut scene is for a movie that has already taken place. Oh, that is weird. So it's a it, huh. but the, but the way they do it is pretty cool. It it it, it explains how they're going to bring mm. Ant Man into Infinity War. Yeah, that's cool. Um, oh, and then, uh, what's your name from the Coolio video, what? the Coolio movie? 
Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer's Pfeiffer. in it. She plays uh, right. Hank Pym's wife. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah definitely cool. check that out. I haven't watched too many other stuff that I really need to talk about. Um, it's interesting that you went to to Gangsta's Paradise or whatever it was, or whatever that movie was, over uh, Batman Returns. Seems oh, like, that's right, Catwoman. Seems yeah. like that'd be the first. You're like, oh, Coolio. <laughs> like, I, I, had, I had Gangsta's Paradise in my head. Um, and then I watched this awesome movie called Demon Wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Check out Demon Wind. <laughs> Didn't we it. talk about that last time? Yeah, we did. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an amazing movie. <laughs> It is. Joe Bob should do Demon Wind, man. That'd be awesome. Oh, my God. That would be awesome if he did that. It really would be. He should. All right. So let me see if uh, I can get this thing working here. I guess this thing's not going to load today. I don't know why it's running so slow. I got nothing on. Ah, fuck it. We'll just go right into the news. I can't get the soundboard working. All right. It's not. I don't know why it's not opening. Oh, don't crash everything on me. Huh. I don't even know what's going on. Because uh, there's a bunch of stuff. Where is so... Uh, speaking of Infinity War, let's talk about this real quick. Alright, All right, so Infinity War is coming out on Blu-ray. Yep. Oh my, I hate fucking pop-ups. Yep. And they're coming out with multiple Blu-rays. Like, you can buy whatever Blu-ray fits your needs. Okay. You can buy it in Blu-ray. You can buy it in DVD. You can yeah. buy it in 4K. You can buy it in 4K UHD. You can buy it in Blu-ray, Full HD, VHS, whatever you want. They're coming <laughs> out with it, man. Um, it says, here, yeah, let's see. All right, so if you get the Blu-ray, 4K, UHD, Blu-ray, you get Strange Alchemy, The Mad Titan, Beyond the Battle. Uh, be, uh, you're, oh, wow. All right, so you're getting uh, Titan, uh, Wakanda. Deleted extended scenes, gag reel, audio commentaries, about uh, uh, 149 minutes. Um, and that's got Anthony and Joe Russo and Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFinley in it. Uh, while the physical Blu-ray and 4K the release date is August 14th. Um, if you pre-order it, you can watch it July 31st on your digital version that will come with it. Wait, so how do you get the code? They give you a code when you... Yeah, you pre-order it, they'll give you a code, I guess. Hmm. It's like a voodoo code, probably. And then um, then you can buy Avengers um, Infinity War on the Blu-ray combo pack. The Blu-ray combo pack includes the Blu-ray digital version of Avengers Infinity War along with special features listed above. So what the hell is the difference? So, oh, I see. So this one here... No, because this says... Avengers Infinity War 4K UHD Blu-ray Combo Pack. Is it the combo pack that's different? It's got a DVD in it, too? Well, you're getting... It says uh, Blu-ray. It says 4K UHD Blu-ray. Oh, okay. So this one (laughs) is just the 4K Ultra HD. Uh, That's just by itself. Okay. Then you can buy it in just plain Blu-ray with the special features listed above. Then you can buy it in the Walmart Exclusive Edition. Jesus Christ. Um, the exclusive edition is similar, uh, to the Black Panther Blu-ray set, uh, omitting the DVD, digital copy, this is just a Blu-ray with special features and a collectible package. So, you can get the Walmart one, which is just a Blu-ray with special packaging, still get all the same features. Then you, (laughs) then you can buy the Avengers Infinity War Best Buy Exclusive 4K Ultra HD Steelbook Edition. 
which is basically the 4K with all the same features inside of a steelbook. Um, and that, then... Oh, there's another one. <laughs> Dude, this is just like insane. You ever heard of this before? This is crazy. Keep going. Um, then you can buy either the Blu-ray or separately the 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray that has all the exact same special features on it and a collectible package, a 40-book photograph uh, from the set of Infinity War exclusively at Target. Okay. So if you want the book, you go to Target, right? right? Then if you want the the steel book, you have to go over to, um, what did it say? You have to go over to Walmart. Right, okay. and then if you want the special Walmart Blu-ray or no, Infinity War Steelbook, where the hell do you get the Steelbook? Where does it say that? Didn't you say Walmart? Oh, Best Buy. Best. Oh, so so, so oh, go yeah. so, so go to Best Buy, get the Steelbook. Okay. You go to Target, you get the okay. forty um the forty page uh, picture book. Okay. You can get the special packaging edition if you go over to Walmart, and you have to then go all the way over to wherever the hell this is, to get this Blu-ray, and then you can go over to uh, anywhere um, online to get the exclusive uh, 4K Blu-ray combo. Okay. When have you ever seen a fucking movie that's come out with this many? <laughs> I mean, every store's got a different thing. Like, this is just a money grab. Okay. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set a scene. We're going to go back in time. All right. It's 1993. Hold on. Did we set the uh, flux capacitor right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's 1993. I'm 10 years old. Little Adam's 10 years old, okay? Little Adam goes to the movies to see a little movie called Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park's one of the biggest movies of that year, right? It's similar to Infinity War. It's this big success. Everybody goes to see it. A lot of people go to see it twice, right? Everybody goes to see this thing. It's massive success, massive hit. Little Adam loves that movie. 10-year-old Adam wants to own that movie. Ten-year-old Adam waits like six months, and a VHS comes out. Sometimes it was longer than that. Yeah, sometimes it was longer than that. A single VHS tape. Ten-year-old Adam went to the store with his mother, got that VHS tape, went home with said VHS tape, watched that VHS tape multiple times, and was perfectly content. Nobody needed... A VHS tape inside yeah, of a I special mean, steelbook package. You... Nobody needed a VHS tape with an additional VHS tape that had all this other stuff on it. No one needed like a special code so they could get their VHS tape 15 days before 10-year-old Adam can get his VHS tape. The point being, it's all the same goddamn movie. It's yeah, it's, it's all the all same. It's all the same you, fucking movie. You're literally just getting different things inside the box. Yeah, like yeah. this is getting out of control. I like limited editions. I I you know like I like that stuff. This is out of This isn't even limited edition. It's not everyone's going to own everyone's it. Everyone's going to have it. You can it's, go it's, anywhere. You're right. It's not like Walmart's like, "All right, our copies are limited to 5,000." Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can you can go down we could like when it comes out, we go to Walmart, pick it up. Then we can go right over to Target because it's one plaza over. Yep. Pick it up and then drive another 15 minutes down the road to Best Buy and pick that one up. Yep. And we have all three. What are we going to do with all those? Oh, then we, we'll, well, no, because then we'll have, while we're watching those, we'll be ordering the other ones off Amazon. Yeah, like, what are we going to do with all that? Yeah. 
It's crazy. You don't need. We don't need. Yeah, all but that. your Jurassic Park it, tape didn't have an interactive menu. <laughs> like, <laughs> it didn't need it, right? But it's like to me, what that does, and I, I know this isn't the way to say everybody, but it waters down that experience. It does. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the whole experience, like the communal experience of of a movie. But everyone went to the movies and they saw it and they loved it, and that's great. And then you wait, and everybody waits to get the same thing like you know everybody's gonna get that two disc whatever it could be a two disc blue who gives a fuck you know but like everybody just gets it because they love the movie not because they have to be able to go on line and post their picture to say well i got the steel book from walmart and someone else is like well i got the fucking life-size thanos figure from fucking best buy you know what i mean where you fucking insert the blu-ray into his asshole and and it projects the fucking picture out of his mouth oh my god that would be amazing but you know what i mean like seriously that's where we're at where it becomes this fucking war about which version you're gonna have and it's it just waters down the entire experience for collectors, I think, and for people who just love movies. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll probably just buy whichever and one. That's I see. fine. Like, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. If I'm walking through Walmart and I see it, I'm you'll just gonna grab buy what's it. there. Yeah, right. That, why can't it just be the same one everywhere? I've, I've done know? this. I have multiple. So I have. All right. So the thing, I have the yep. bare bones five dollar Blu-ray. Okay. I have the bare bones DVD. I have it on. I have the collector's edition, right? Mm-hmm. With, it came with the book and all the, and it's got all the commentary and all that stuff. Every time I watch the thing, which is probably three, four times a year, yeah. The collector's edition one that I've watched once, watched the commentary once, watched the special features, that stays in the case, so yep. I don't fuck it up. I go to the bare bones Blu-ray, and that's what I put in my DVD player, so I don't scratch it because it's the exact same thing. Yeah, there's no no difference. And I yeah, and and um. Yeah, I get that. And I do know? it with Scarface, too. See, I double dip, but usually once I double dip, I sell my other. So I, I usually don't keep two copies. Um, the exception being I might have a VHS of something, and that's either because I just haven't gotten around to selling it or whatever. But I usually will sell my other one or I won't double dip now because it is the same movie. And I've gotten to a point where, like, if I have something and we're, we're watching something for this show... And I have it, a special edition of it. I'll watch all the features if I have time, and I'll do that whole thing. But um, otherwise, like when I buy something, for the most part now, I just watch the movie. And because I've gotten to the point where I just want to watch the movies. And here's the crazy part, if you think about it. So there was five different copies, right? Now, if somebody is truly an Avenger, like you have a massive Avengers fan, that's their thing is Avengers. Yeah. They're now going to spend. Well over a hundred dollars, yeah. Because you know they're going to buy all. Because I guarantee you, the the one at uh, Target is probably going to be twenty five, thirty bucks. Because it's got the book. It definitely will. Where be, the yeah. Walmart one might be twenty two, twenty four. Right. So let's say they're spending over a hundred dollars to they get are. all four copies. Yeah. And then when the part two comes out, you know what they're going to do? Spend over I another hundred dollars. And then you know what they're going to do? Also, then is they're going to most likely release a box set of all the Avengers movies at that point that you then have to buy. So it's going to be all of those Blu-rays inside of a box. Yeah, like it's it just gets it gets out of hand, man. Like yeah. that, I you start it, to me it just waters down. Like five years ago, I guess, like maybe when we first started doing the show, even there was something about like these sort of collectors editions that were coming out, limited editions. They felt 
I don't know. It just felt like you were getting something unique. And that's still yeah. the case with old movies. Like, you know, that's Arrow and, and, and um, when Grindhouse releases something. But, like, there are companies that are still doing that. But when you get these giant mega fucking studios like Disney putting out eight different versions of a movie, you are being taken advantage of as a fan by yeah. Disney. You are. Because Disney knows that the person that collects the Avengers stuff is going to go out and waste $200 for all this shit so they can put it on a shelf. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be worth anything, ever. So if they're buying it as an investment, you're wasting your money. It's You can leave it in its wrap all for fucking 50 years, and in 50 years, no one's going to want that. Target's been doing this a while. Walmart is slowly starting to. I just went... Uh, I was at Target the other day, so you know they have uh, where all the movies aisles are. I always kind of go in there because sometimes you'll find something five, ten bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, I do too. And then right behind that, they have the end caps where, you know, they'll put, you know, the new Spider-Man movie or the yep. Batman movie or the the collector's edition movie. And then if you immediately turn around from that end cap, that entire wall is nothing but pop figures and lanterns yeah, and are, coffee yeah, mugs. So it's like you're like, yeah. oh, I'm buying a Batman movie. I might as well buy a mug to go with it. Or might, yeah, you you're know, just inundated with all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's all right there in that, like literally in a three-foot there area. Was a, yeah, there was a time where you could not go to Target and buy all that shit. Like, yeah. it's just become... yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just weird. It's crazy. And Two versions buying... of Aven- I get it if you have like your bare bones Blu-ray of Avengers Infinity War and you have your deluxe collector's edition of it. I get that. Two different versions. You have the person that doesn't care. They just want the bear. They just want the movie. And you have the person that wants all the features. Two versions of it. That's what they used to do. That's all you need. You have the one version for the people that really want to get into the weeds on the movie and the one version for the people that don't. That's it. That's all you fucking need. But Disney's greedy, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they're going to keep pumping them out, and people will keep buying them. They have slowed down on the releases, though, of their Marvel movies. That was intentional. So they've cut back on production of how many they release in a single year. So I think that's smart. We were being inundated with them. It was just too much. So did you hear, apparently, Kevin Smith claims he was offered a Cujo remake? Uh, film filmmaker Kevin Smith has dabbled in the horror realm uh, before with Red State and an anthology and Holidays. They didn't put the, his other two on. Oh, they didn't? Uh, they no, left those they, out? they conveniently oh. left those out. Okay. Um, <laughs> he revealed on his podcast that he was given a, he was approached to write a script for the adaptation of uh, Cujo by oh Stephen King. What a horrible idea that would be. Uh, uh, I thought, I thought that it was done real well enough the first time. But you know what? Here's a little inside info. At one point, somebody called up to see if I'd be interested in writing a new Cujo movie. Uh, as far as his response to the offer, Smith noted, "Yeah, I was like, dogs too much. Fuck you. I like dogs too much. Fuck you." While the filmmaker may have been embellishing the point a little bit, so I guess he's not gonna do it. Well, yeah, obviously, but... How do you think it would turn out? Horrible. All right, so he, we would have, like, a Mongoloid dog, <laughs> and his daughter would be in the entire thing. His daughter I love would, Kevin Smith, don't get me wrong. His daughter would be in it. But you know his daughter's going to be in it. She'd probably be the mom. Oh, my God, yeah. I didn't you know what I that. mean? Like, like She's, like, stuck in the car. Yeah, and she has, like, a five-year-old kid with her or whatever. The kid should die in this one. He died, died in a book. Yeah, I know. It doesn't die in a movie, though. I know he doesn't. He should have. So, yeah. 
but uh, it would be it would be terrible. Johnny Depp would be in there for some reason. I yeah, mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like with some weird costume. It'd be like a bratsy, and the fucking dog would eat a bratsy, and that's how it gets rabies. Like it would be, it would be ridiculous. And I do, I like Kevin Smith too, but I don't know, man. I don't think it would turn out well. No, it wouldn't. No one should give him... Kevin Smith is really good at dialogue <laughs> movies. He is, and nobody really wants those anymore. Yeah, he's really good. Like Clerks, all dialogue. But nobody wants him. Chasing Amy, all all his stuff is mm-hmm. all dialogue based, and he's a good writer. The only person that's, that's, that's allowed to make movies like that now is Tarantino. The studios will pay Tarantino to make movies like that. Where yeah, people just talk, just but, talk the whole time, or like a Scorsese. You know, like there's certain guys, but Kevin Smith never got to that level, so no one's going to give Kevin Smith to shoot a movie with people who just talk. They're not going to do yeah. it. Because he's a great writer, he's he, he is he a writes, good writer, and, and he's uh, funny. Yeah, you know, um, he's. I think he's just at a point right now where he's trying to do other things, and it's just not working out too well. I mean, the Jay and Bob thing is that happening or not? Yeah, uh, Jay is, and Silent right? Bob. The um, yeah, it, it's a reboot sequel. Basically, uh, it's almost the same movie where they yeah. they find out that, and that's one of my fa- I fucking love Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back, right. and I've seen all the Kevin Smith movies, so I catch all of the little nuances and jokes within there. Like a lot of people won't, yep. but uh, I love that movie. This one here is the exact same movie where they find out that they're going to be rebooting that movie that they already made, and they that's have right. to go stop the reboot from happening. Yeah. So this movie is technically a reboot, remake, all kind of wrapped into one. So it's not really the original being yeah. redone. It's weird, but it is happening though, right? It seems yeah, like it is it's happening. happening. Yeah, that's happening, and he's working on um, something else too. I forget what he's it was. got. This internet series, Hollyweed. Or Hollyweed. Whatever. That's it. I don't yeah. know if that's going to be any good. Yeah, they just reshot the second half of the pilot. Yeah. Um, and uh, sadder news. Um, bogus production problems might stop Bill and Ted 3 from happening. Yeah, man, that sucks. That sucks. Um, it doesn't really say why too much. I'm going to guess money or rights or both. Like, somebody might own the rights to something in those movies. It could be the characters. And, yeah, it just says, you know, it those... could be a money thing. A studio might not want to put the money up for it. There's a lot of, you know. Uh, I guess, um,. I guess both characters they're 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 ready to go. Like they want to do it. They are, yeah. I think both it's a production guys. thing. So I don't know if it's it is. money, some of the behind the scenes, or yeah. if it's some sort of copyright thing or uh, rights. It sucks. Man. It says, uh, "Let's see. I really love the characters, and I think we have a good story to tell." Said Keanu. Part of it is business stuff, and the other half is financial stuff, and the other half is rights. That's too many halves, bro. Yeah, man, that's one hundred and fifty percent. Well, maybe it was whoever wrote this. So it's business stuff, financial stuff, and rights deals. Uh, it has so far been nothing creatively that they can find. So yeah, it's it's all within the. That's bad news. Yeah, which sucks. I want another one. Netflix should do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they should grab that. Mm-hmm. They got money to throw around they and do. pay people off. They do. So let's see. Did my mouse disappear again? Oh, man. What is going on with this thing? Uh Uh-oh. About to crash the computer. See what happens. 
Got nothing, bro. Well, at least the one that we actually need isn't crashing. All right. Oh, my God. What is going on? Well, I can just try to bring some of that stuff up. I'll read it off my phone. It's still recording, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The uh, the that computer is good. It's this one here. Uh, I don't know what's what's the deal. All right, so uh, James Gunn. Want to talk about that? That's big news. Yeah, that was on this list. Uh, James Gunn was has been fired from Guardians of the Galaxy franchise over offensive tweets. Um, he was supposed to be at San Diego Comic Con today for a Sony Pictures panel uh, where he produced a horror film and was prepared to stump it in a surprise appearance. He will no longer be there. Um, so James Gunn has been removed as director of Guardians of the Galaxy series after a batch of old social media dispatches were unearthed and touched on areas like pedophilia and rape. In the latest shocking Me Too development in the entertainment industry, Gunn was severed from Marvel Comics Universe after a slew of social media posts he wrote before getting Guardians of the Galaxy surfaced. According to Fox News, they were posted because Gunn is an outspoken critic of Trump, blah, 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 whatever. Don't care about that. Mission accomplished. Gunn has long been a provocateur who has drawn ire in the past for his unusual humor. Among the tweets that forced Disney and Marvel's hand were, I like when little boys touch me in my silly plays. Another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not, you know, they're weird. I'm not yeah. fucking saying that. The best thing about being raped is when you're done being raped and it's like, whew, that feels, this feels great not being raped. There were others that made satirical comments about the 9-11 attack, AIDS, and the Holocaust. Another described a monkey masturbating on a young child and his commentary that it made him extremely happy. These missives were not funny and entirely disturbing, given a preoccupation with fetishizing underage boys. That left him a sitting duck for his retroactive social media commentary. Disney responded quickly and decisively. The offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James's Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with our values. We have severed our business relationship with him. Um, Disney had never announced that Gunn was going to direct the third Guardians of the Galaxy, but pretty much was going to happen. I mean, part two made $863 million worldwide, it said, which was more than the first one. Um, let's see. Let's keep going. Uh, I'm looking. I want to see his, his, um, response. response. Yeah. Uh, it was not even, he didn't really apologize, so. He didn't, and that's why I kind of He was just wanted... like, hey, it was 10 years ago, leave me so the fuck alone. So here's the thing, so Gunn's Twitter feed, this is actually interesting. Gunn's Twitter feed was down for a bit, but it's back up, and it's easy to see he's unsparing in his language. For instance, asked why he was taking part in a reading with a convicted pedophile, he answered, yeah, that was the point of the tweets, dummy, I left. I showed up to the reading, and there was a convicted pedophile there, Victor Salver, director of Jeepers Creepers, and I was fucking horrified. Salver served time from molesting a cast member on an early film of his that was revealed in the run-up of the release of Jeepers Creatures, Creepers, which was a release by Disney. Um, so then this is his re- response. Uh, Many people who have followed my career know when I started, I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. As I have discussed publicly many times, as I've developed as a person, so has my work and my humor. It's not to say I'm better, but I am very, very different than I was a few years ago. Today, I try to root my work in love and connection and less in anger. My days saying something just because it's shocking and trying to get a reaction are over. For the record, when I made these shocking jokes, I wasn't living them out. I knew this is a weird statement to make and seems obvious, but still, here I am saying it. He, basically, having to get on Twitter and be like, listen, I didn't do any of this. And like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he... He says and he makes one last, a joke about a monkey 
coming on a kid's face and and people are like he that's what he does yeah you like, know in his free time he goes to the zoo and he takes chill you're like what the fuck is wrong with anyway you? that's the completely honest truth i used to make a lot of offensive jokes i don't anymore i don't blame my past self for this but i like myself more and feel like a more f- full human being creator today i love to you all so what i do like because he can't he meant like the dude wrote Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah. Like he worked with trauma. People, I get it. Like people who watch gardens of the galaxy, the person that unearthed this about James, about his, his Twitter post from 2008 probably hasn't seen Tromeo and Juliet. They probably haven't seen toxic Avenger Four. Yeah. toxic Avenger four opens in a school for handicapped children. They're all adults wearing diapers and shitting themselves. And they come in and there's a school shooting and they all start getting fucking blown away with a gun. That is the opening of Toxic Avenger 4. James Gunn was in that. (laughs) James Gunn wrote Tromeo and Juliet. That movie is fucking offensive. It has incest in it, right? It has people fucking... A a woman with like a a dude with a giant, what, fucking cock thing that gets stroked. It's like, it's wholly offensive. That's what he came from. It's not James Gunn's fault that Disney hired him to make Gardens of the Galaxy, right? Like... Disney could – you can't tell me that Disney didn't know that where he came from, that he came from trauma. Like, if you work for trauma, you've got some crazy fucking shit in your past. Yeah. Like, that's – Oliver, you know, like, Oliver Stone worked for fucking trauma. You know, like, Martin Scorsese worked with trauma. Sylvester Stallone, what? Um, Lloyd Kaufman worked with fuck on fucking Rocky. Like, all these people have these weird pasts with trauma. It's there. Like, it, they're integrated in Hollywood. If they go and look at all these different directors who worked with fucking trauma over the years, like you uh, could be easily, a whole, a lot of people yeah, fired. you could le- easily point to them and be like, "Well, look at that garbage that they made." So it's interesting that he wrote a movie, Tromeo and Juliet. Nobody's talking about that. He wrote that. Then he writes something online that's offensive. People are like that was on Twitter. That's bad. What about the fucking script he wrote? Like, if yeah. you're gonna, I, I don't think you should be held accountable for any of it. But I think that if you're going to do that, you should go back and be like, well, the dude directed Tromeo and Juliet. Like, of course, that's his fucking sense of humor. Is is it funny to like him to say something about like he makes some comment about like getting a blowjob from a kid? No, it's not funny. But I don't do give you, a fuck. I don't care. Yeah, me neither. I think I think all of this is I think, you know what? I'm probably going to hurt somebody's feelings. And I really don't fucking care. But I'm done with this. I can point at you and accuse you of something and you lose your job. Right. Um, this has gotten this, 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 whatever movement we're in right now is completely out of hand. I think it's dangerous because um, what happens is you, you, I don't think that people get to say what's funny. Like that's to me. So like, here's the thing, right? If, if James Gunn did this and then it comes out that he raped a child. All right. You know what? That was fucked up. He should be fucking held accountable for that, right? Bill Cosby makes jokes in the 70s about fucking Spanish fly and drugging women, which he did do. Yeah. And in the 70s, you're like, all right, he's just making a, an offensive joke. It's offensive, but fine. You find out that he rapes women and drugs them, you're like, yeah, maybe that joke's not so cool because he actually did that. That I can get. But to tell people that they aren't allowed to make jokes out of things because they might offend people is dangerous because it's... That's you don't get to decide what is or isn't appropriate for somebody to say. You just don't. And the minute that we start policing that, we all stop saying what we think. And yeah, if I say something fucked up to you, I have to take the consequence of whatever I say. I get that. But to say that he doesn't get to decide what what humor is, that's wrong. 
Like, that's wrong. That's yeah. fucked up to me that the internet is going to go after this guy because they say, well, you don't get to make jokes about that. You, you know, it's the same shit they did in the 70s, the guys like Carlin. Like, be like, you don't get to make those jokes because those jokes offend us. And if you do that again, we're going to hold you accountable and we're going to ruin your Who life. Who is – there has got to be some sort of – this isn't a individual person, Right. This is there's got to be some sort of a group that um getting sidetracked here because shit keeps popping on my screen. Um, there's got to be somebody out there looking for this stuff. There's no reason why he this posts this and yeah. uh, this guy. Uh, there's been a few other comedians that have been fired off TV shows for tweets that so happened in like 2005. This is an yeah, this is an interesting there's, one. There's, there's someone combing through all there's these people. There's sort of this, as you all, I'm, I'm, I don't consider myself to really be on one side or the other politically. I'm not going to get into that too much here. This was apparently politically motivated. Someone on the far right wasn't happy with stuff James Gunn had said in the past. So they dug this shit up and they actually exposed it. It was a far right commentator that exposed it and said, well, look what he said, like hold him accountable for that. Like to me, that doesn't, that's no better. Like if, if someone on the left does that to someone on the right, that's fucked up. If someone on the right does this, someone on the left, that's fucked up. I think everybody just needs to be like, leave each other the fuck alone. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I think that. Just to unearth something that James Gunn wrote in 2008 and intentionally to try to take him down is is messed up because I think it's really dangerous because all you're saying is that we don't like it when you do that to us. We're going to do it back to you. Yeah, that's not the way it should be. Like we're, you should be like, look at what James Gunn said. He's allowed to do that. And we should be allowed to do that, too. That's that's the correct reaction. Well, we're in a very politically motivated we time are, right and now. that's why this stuff's happening and, and it's, it's not even about politics itself it's about people not agreeing with other people and they yeah. need to be silenced which you have the right to freedom of speech now whether that's on twitter whether whatever it is i mean twitter's a right. their own entity they can take it down they can delete yeah, you they can do your whatever job they is want. allowed to let you go for what you put on twitter i get that my job can fire me oh if yeah I, like they can yeah the question is like should it have happened at all? You know, like should if if nobody had brought that up to the light, look what he wrote. Disney wouldn't. It never would have happened. It's because somebody intentionally tried to tried to put him out there. Yeah, and bury and him. These big corporations, they don't want the heat. They don't. So right? it doesn't matter. Like Netflix with Danny Masterson, yeah. uh, all, all of them. It's just uh, sorry, you got to go because we don't want people coming after us. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to deal. It with could be a small group of twenty PR. people, yeah. but we don't want the heat. You got to go. I just think it's getting to the point where when you start telling people that they can't make offensive jokes, like it's that's we're going into like a bad place. I really yeah. believe that. Like you go back to the seventies, and yeah, everything that wasn't pe- not. You know, we don't need to be walking around fucking yelling racist shit at each other. I need to be calling you a fucking asshole every day just because I can. No, I'm fine. But with that. I should be able to get up there. You know, I should be able to get up there and and or when I'm talking to people, tell a joke, knowing that they're gonna think it's funny. You know, like I know my audience. I'm not gonna make jokes to certain people at work that I would make to you because yeah. <laughs> you know what I, you get what I mean. Yeah. James Gunn was also speaking to what he thought was his audience at that time, which was like low brow offensive humor. Yeah. The dude, it was it, like the movie, the only movie he had out at that time was Slither. You know, like he wasn't doing anything. Of course he was trying to put himself out there. He had nothing else going on. The guy was fucking basically failing in Hollywood. Yeah. And it's not like there was anything else. 
Right. Like, there was nobody on set that said, he slapped my ass, That's, he grabbed my boob. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You get what there I'm saying? There was nothing like, else other than a tweet. But he lost his job because of a tweet. Lost his job, yeah. Something he tweeted 10 years ago. And I just, I don't think that should be the case for anybody. It's If they're making a joke, if, if you get up there, I do think there's cases you get up there and you, like, fucking, you know, like, say some horrific shit, and you're just, but if you're just trying to be funny, like, there's there's a fine line between being funny and just being a dick. I think... I think it's okay to try to be funny. And I think it's okay to make fun of people. You know, like, these are all fucking celebrities. Like, it's yeah. okay for them to fucking make, like, I, uh, this shit just, I We're just going to be all walking, talking robots, man. I know. We're all going to say the same thing. We're, We're all going to think the same thing. We're not going to be allowed to enjoy anything anymore. Like, we've seen this happen in movies. Yeah. Like, everything gets watered down because everyone's afraid of somebody getting offended by this stuff. And it's just, it's all entertainment. Just let it be. Go solve a real problem. You know, like, go go find somebody who's actually raping fucking kids and take that person out because that person needs to go away. Like, put your effort into actually fixing something instead of trying to constantly ruin everyone's lives. No, they just had that guy. I don't want to get, you know, too off track and political, but there was just that guy who uh, was thinking, I think it was like the New York Post wrote a big article on about a dude who was an open child molester, did yeah. time in prison, got out, still says he still does it, and they wrote an entire post on why it's okay and we need to accept him for who he is. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like, that's where we've gone where James Gunn can't say a monkey right. comes on a child's face, but this <laughs> dude know. can go, I'm going to go rape a five-year-old later and, 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 and you got to be cool with it. That's that's where we are. <laughs> We're in a weird time, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm gonna sit in my living room. I'm gonna watch some movies, and I'm just gonna fucking just, ignore everybody around me. Like when I'm watching Joe Bob, and I see that, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, I can imagine if this were on, if this were on TNT today, and the amount of letters and complaints and social media posts that would go out to bring his show down because he says things like he talks about boobs. You know, because he yeah. makes comments like, because he's doing satire oh. and people don't understand it. And, and he, that chick that's on there, he mansplains her all the time. He does, but he's it's all part of his fucking yeah. act. Like and he that's, hates her and he pushes her around, not physically, but <laughs> like verbally. Right. Yeah. People just people don't understand. Like again, Mer- what was her name? She's the male girl on Joe Bob. Yeah, male girl. It was just I thought she had a name. They, 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 yeah, each one had a yeah. different name. I don't. I'm sure it's not her real name. But you know, she's wearing like a fucking her tits are hanging. Yeah, out yeah, and, yeah. She's wearing like a cut tube top and shit. Yeah. But he's unacceptable. But it's comedy. It's yeah. satire. Yeah. He's oh. making fun of stuff. Like that's what he's doing. But today, people don't have a sense of humor. People, they just don't. And it's maddening. It's fucking maddening. <laughs> All right, let's um. Let's move on to something a little cooler. Yeah. If I can get this top on this thing. I figured let's get that one out of the way because that's a that's going to be – I mean, if it comes out tomorrow that James Gunn uh, uh, like raped some little boys or something, we need to cut this out because we can't <laughs> – Oh, yeah. Just just, <laughs> we, just notify me. We, yeah. We can't be uh, defending. <laughs> let's look at some shoes, man. But I don't think that's going to happen. Want to buy some shoes? Because I'm going to buy some shoes. Let's see if I can make this screen a little smaller here. I'm going to grab a beer. Oh. I guess I can't. All right. So let's get down to the pictures here. So um, at Comic-Con, Super 7, they're making uh, universal shoes, man. And they're coming exclusively to the Bodega Mon Store. That's pretty cool. 
All right. So All if right. you want to get yourself some Wolfman got? shoes. I don't know if it's computer or my internet today. All right, Wolfman. That's what the Wolfman's going to look like. Gonna like, look like. ish you know? Um, kind of like Scooby-Doo van colors. Yeah, they are. I okay. think they're all the same shoe. That there's different. They're the same style shoe, yeah. But yeah. Different colors. All right, so that's so the that's, Wolfman. That's the Wolfman. So, um, oh, that's cool, dude. That's a, that's actually a pretty good looking shoe. See, I don't know why they're not the showing Meta you. The Mutant. Because the backs of the shoes are they have like designs well, on them. And the stuff. back, you can see it has like the veins, right? Yeah. The, uh, so I don't know why they're not the showing you because there. I know when the alien thing there. when you see the um, the Dracula one, which I really like. So basically what we're looking at is uh, it's a regular tennis sneaker, and they've just designed them all for the different monsters, the different colors. They're all the same shoe. That's Frankenstein. Got stitches on it, yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I like that. The Dracula ones, dude. I want these. What's, so what's on the backs of those? I don't know if it's going to show you. I saw it on a different... Oh, is it going to show us on here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, here's yeah, the backs. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, so there's that that's one. That's the mutant, the Metaluna mutant. Yeah. So that's actually, I, that's a pretty good shoe. That's, I like that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. All right, so then this is, uh, that's Frankenstein. Frankenstein, so it's stitches. just straight black yeah, on the yeah. back with the stitches, which is cool because it looks like it's holding on the back of the shoe. Yeah, there it is. There's oh, a Dracula yeah, shoe. that's cool. I really like that. It's got the little uh, Dracula emblem on it. That's pretty cool. Like, I like, that's a good looking shoe. <laughs> How much are these things going to run, huh? Um, I don't think it actually says. <laughs> Expensive, probably. Yeah. It's a Comic-Con exclusive, right? Oh, it looks well, like they're going to actually sell them. No, they're going to sell them. Online. Yeah, yeah they're, cool. not, they're not just at Comic-Con. Uh, this company is going to sell them on the Bodega Monster. Okay. All right. But, um... 95 bucks. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. It's about what I spend on on shoes. Eh, all right. So I'm, but I'm, cool, I man. want multiple pairs. That's what can I, you know? Because <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that Dracula shoe, that's a good looking shoe. All of them are actually pretty cool. So for $95, you can head over to, to uh, it's weird, man. The Bodega Monster. Bodega Monster. All right. Oh, oh, it's I'm sorry, I was saying Bodega. It's the Boo. It's Bodega <laughs> Monster. Yeah, I don't think they're trying to say Bodega, but <laughs> I, I mean they were. But and you get yourself some shoes. The fucking Bodega. All right. What was this? Uh, Shutter and oh, Greg yeah, Nicotero teaming up for a creep show anthology series. Lots of Shutter talk today. So let's see if I can read it. So Shutter, AMC Network's premium streaming service for, okay, whatever. Uh, announced it as greenlit a new creep show TV series with Walking Dead's Greg Nicotero attached direct. Executive produced and supervised the show's creative elements. The original creep show was an iconic anthology film that featured stories written by Stephen King and directed by George A. Romero. Okay, we all know that already. Uh, creep show. Okay, I don't care about that. Nicotero, who met his mentor, makeup legend Savini, while visiting the set of Creepshow. Uh, the new Creepshow series, scheduled to debut on Shutter in 2019, will fulfill a promise of the original film's tagline, the most fun you'll ever have being scared 
<clears throat> Each episode of the anthology series will tell original, fun, and scary stories and will be helmed by a different director, with Nicotero directing the first episode in his Oscar and multiple Emmy Award winning company, K&B Effects Group, uh, handling makeup and effects. Uh, will be produced by, and nobody cares about that. Uh, Nats, what's next? That's it. So, Shudder's bringing Creepshow to a series. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Did you know that um, Tales from the Dark Side is technically the Creepshow TV series? Wait, I missed your... Remember Tales from the Dark Side? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's technically Creepshow, but George Romero didn't have... Didn't actually have, like, the rights to Creepshow, so he made Tales from the Dark Side. Originally, it was going to be a Creepshow TV series, and they, they just basically changed the name of it. So we technically have a Creepshow TV series, and then he went from that to uh, Monsters. So technically we have one, but I think this could be better than Tales from the Dark Side, because Tales from the Dark Side, you know, some are really good, some are real bad, and uh, they're all TV quality, so yeah. I think Shudder can do... Yeah, I think Shudder's able to throw a little more money at it. And they're going to let him do... A little more, yeah. I bet they're going to let him do what they want. I yeah. just can't see them really... It is owned by AMC, but... I've it... watched a few... Um, <laughs> Of their original TV shows, they're actually really good. The Shutter stuff, yeah, I yeah. haven't watched any, but they they look good. I just yeah. haven't watched. Yeah, any. I've watched a couple of them. There's another one up that just they put up the other day. I forget the name of it. It's like a sci-fi type I saw thing. It pop up, yeah. Um, I'm gonna check that out because it looks good too. But no, they do a good job. I mean, they've done a really good job on their original content. So, not that this is original content. Well, I guess it, it is. It technically, is. Technically, they're producing but, it, so um, I mean. A lot of the stuff that... Uh, but they can just pretty much do whatever they want with it at this point. Yeah, I'm looking so. forward to it. I think it's to be good. We're also getting uh, Zombieland 2 slated for October 11th, 2019. Think there'll be another Twinkie in it? Yeah, for sure. Do you think so? Yeah. They're going to bring back the Twinkie thing? They have to bring back the... I, I like the first movie, so... It seems like it's happening. Right? Yeah, no, it's all, it's all ready to go. Uh, everybody's in. Original cast, original everything, right? Original director, yeah. Original writer, like everyone's back. Everybody's back. That's so cool. we will have Zombieland two, two thousand nineteen. I think that uh, what's his name Eisenberg, like his career definitely didn't go where he wanted it to. No, and she's in Deadpool, right? She's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Emma Watson is in a lot of yeah. stuff, so she doesn't need to be doing a Zombieland movie. But and Harrelson obviously didn't need to do it then, so he's doing it because he probably likes it. But Eisenberg, I I get the, he always came off as kind of pompous to me. Like after uh, the Social Network, and all of a sudden he was like, everyone yeah. wanted him and shit. And then he was in a bunch of movies that nobody gave a fuck about. Like he played Lex Luthor, right? Yeah, and it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I think yeah. that now like oh, I, he's, so I totally blanked that out of my he, brain. That dude is like, you know, he's psyched to be in Zombieland too because that made that was one of the things that made him a star. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm I have. High hopes, man. I love that first movie. I love Zombieland. Mm-hmm. So let's hope it's good. I really hope it's good. At the time, it was so original. I don't. I'm. I don't know if it's still going to feel that way. That's the. That's the only thing. Well, let's scroll through here real quick. We'll see what we got. If anything good, we'll talk about it. If not, we will move on. I'm done talking about The Walking yeah, Dead. Just we get it. It's going to shit. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, Castle Rock is. Uh, that look, I'm watch. I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's this week, right? Yeah, it's uh, on. It's a Hulu. On Hulu, um, yeah, originally, yeah. This week, yeah. Uh, Mr. Glass or, trailer. Yeah, this coming week. Mr. Gla- uh, Glass, I do want to see, but I don't think you don't want to see that. You didn't like Split, right? 
I did not like Split. No, yeah, I'll so. probably watch Glass only because it's kind of be it'll be a little different. A, a little different, but no, Split, Split was horrible. <laughs> I liked it, but um, I watched this awesome movie, Demon Win. It's way <laughs> way better. If you're gonna put on Split, like you and your old lady sit down and you're like, I haven't seen this yet, and she really wants to see it, just put on Demon Win <laughs> and just tell her it's Split. Um. Michael, dude, the, the the Michael Myers mask looks awesome in this one. In the new one, yeah. Did we talk? We talked about that last time, right? Yeah. My only thing was that they called it Halloween. You know, I still get. Yeah, yeah. But hey, what are you gonna do? You got Halloween, and then you got Halloween. I've read and an then article. You got Halloween. I don't know if it's on this, but um, do you know the the original? I guess the original script was going to acknowledge every other movie. In the I series, don't know how that's possible? Yeah, they were gonna go like go through. They were gonna like pull bits and pieces from like everything and kind of incorporate it. And then I guess somebody was like, "Yeah, no, you can't do that. Yeah. We're just gonna go straight." They had like three different storylines going. There yeah, no yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. Now we have an aging Michael Myers. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm look. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but I, I don't know. I think it's. I don't know. I don't know. Man, how many I think they gla- might be doing a bait and switch on us. I'm getting, I don't know, but hopefully it's good. What is this? The Hammer Heritage of Horror trailer. It's probably a doc. Uh, Flushing Hammer. Yeah, it's a documentary, right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Terror Titans. You know, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing. Did you see that the whole uh, Universal Monsters collection, the um, the Legacy collection discs are being released in a box set? Wait a minute. It says narrated by Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. So it must be something that came out in like the 80s, right? Yeah, because they're both dead. That they are. Yeah, it's got to be something. Yeah, it's got to be something. Uh, And that's pretty much it, man. People are still talking about American Psycho. Yeah, yeah, they are. And there's really nothing else. Except for this glass, this glass trailer is like every other. Oh, the dude from Split's right there. Um, I haven't even watched it. What Split? The trailer? No, the oh, glass trailer. I watched the original one. I don't know why all these are different. They all have different Probably features on them. Comic Con's coming. Uh, the new Rob Zombie you know, movie, The I, Three from Hell. It's gonna suck, dude. You think so? Yeah, I do. I do. I Devil's really Rejects do. grossed seventeen million on a seven million dollar budget. I, I I hate to have to say it. I don't know his original stuff. It's gonna suck, man. You think so? Yeah, I do. Oh, we'll watch it and find sucked. out. Do you remember thirty one? So you don't 31. even fucking remember. I don't even remember. It. I know what it. I know. Remember the, the movie. clowns and like the fucking. Oh, that's right. Cherry Moon bad yeah. on clowns. That one did. Suck. That was an original Rob Zombie story. Yeah, but I mean, he had the <laughs> devil. I love the Devil's Rejects. That's a great movie. That's what I, I do too. Yeah. But everyone's like, you know what was great? Devil's Rejects. They're like. What about Halloween? What about Halloween yeah. 2? What about 31? I may go... Lords of Salem was fought, was good. You and I yeah, liked it. Yeah, it was it, good. Yeah, it's not the best, but it was good. But, like, he's had one great movie, Devil's Rejects, and the dude's directed, like, six or seven movies. I may, if I'm bored enough, put in House of a Thousand Corpses, because that's not that bad. It's, again, it's not that bad. But then when I'm watching that, I'm like, I just want to watch The Extra Chainsaw Massacre. That's true. You know, I'm just like, I, I just... Fuck it. The thing with zombies, he's held on this high fucking horse by so many people, and the dude has directed one great movie. That's it. But horror right now. He hasn't earned his fucking, he hasn't earned that level of respect in my mind as like a master. He just hasn't. So 
I hope Three from Hell is good because I love Devil's Rejects, but I don't think it's going to be good. Horror is just in a really good place right now. TV shows, movies. Horror is in a great um, place right now. Like right now, like the fan base is just all on board. It's back to where it was like fucking in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, Child's Play remake uh, coming out with a, a with a TV series. They're doing both. Yeah. They have the remake and the TV series, and they're like working on them both at the same time. Yeah, I think they're like in the things. writers' room right now. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna work. I, that's gonna be weird. So, uh, the Meg, I actually want to see the Meg. I think it's gonna be a fun movie. We should just go like, let's just quit our jobs, and we'll just make documentaries with us looking for a megalodon. Like that's <laughs> it. We'll we'll awesome. we'll buy a boat. We'd end up like the people in that duck boat. Yeah, <laughs> capsized around the middle of the ocean. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth uh, franchise is in a state of limbo right now. Is illegal Legal battles. Stuff. We're between... never going to see anything again in that fucking franchise. They even had to stop production on any new levels for the game. Everything has been stopped. Wow. Everything Friday the Thirteenth has been put on hold. That's just yeah. it's fucking crazy. It's a lawsuit. Something about this dude. Who is the guy? Like. It says um, between producers Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller has yet to be settled. Warner Brother Pictures and New Line um, have the distribution rights and should another film go ahead. But they were already starting to film this. Here's what I don't get. Weren't they? I don't know. Here's Here's what I don't get. Friday the 13th, like, that fucking franchise has been on since 1980. It's 2018. And now this dude, Victor Miller, is suing somebody over rights? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, just out of nowhere. Yeah, wouldn't that have happened a long? He's like, time? all right, I got paid on the first three that were good. I didn't want to be associated yeah, with some like, of the other ones. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's really weird. Yeah. It's all of a sudden he. I don't know. It's like it might be one of those things. Hey, cut me a check and I get out of here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so, but who knows? I mean, he. I don't know why that should have already happened. You know, he could be asking for like a crazy amount of fucking money. He could be a be yeah. a dick about he it. He says, uh, we're doing everything we can to get this cleared, blah, 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 blah. We're gonna try and stay how can you stand, how can you stay on schedule if you uh the lawsuit is having an impact elsewhere with the recent Friday the thirteenth video game canceling all future DLCs because of the ongoing legal issues. Yep. Yep. Okay. So yeah, Victor Miller didn't make any friends, did he? I think it's one of those things where he probably had his hand in something, and then maybe, maybe. it wasn't. Pro- it probably didn't make as much money as he thought it was going to make, so he just kind of was like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah. And now you got the video game. You have the remakes coming out, yeah. and he sees how much money it's making now. Or and he's like, he got cut out of something at some point. Like they were like, "Oh yeah, we're going to involve you in this, it, like a remake or whatever," and then they fucking booted him. Some, something like that could happen too, and he's just bitter. But who knows? Yeah, so don't ruin it for us. I still want to see this too. The summer of eighty yeah, four looks, right? looks good. I hope it's, uh, good. it's from the Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid creators. Mm-hmm. Still want to see a quiet place. All right, I don't think there's much more going on, so we're gonna take a quick break, All right. and uh, we're gonna come back with uh, stage fright, a blade, blade in the, the dark, dark, and death walks, walks on high, high heels. heels and high heels on high heels. Whatever it is, what, yeah. I, I'm not sure which. I think it's technically supposed to be in, but. All right, 
right, we're back. Which one do you want to start with? Um, I Keep mean, in we, mind, stage fright, you're going to be on your own for most of that. So. We can go, uh, all right, then why don't we do, uh, maybe we do that one first then. All right, so we'll run the trailer for stage fright. All right. That was the part it froze on when, <laughs> when he jumped out, like right there. Awesome. It, it stayed there for He's a like while. Doing, spins and shit. doing an owl mask. I think that maniac is hiding in here. You've gone out of your mind. One, kill her. It's interesting that you, uh, this is the one that you kept freezing up on, because it's probably the best one of the three. Yeah, I, I, was, I was enjoying what I saw yeah, of it. That's kind of unfortunate. At least I think it's probably like the best one of the three. We'll get into it, but... Yeah, I tried it on all the Rokus. Tried it on my phone. Weird, man. I literally watched this on a Roku, and then I watched... Um, I watched Death Walks in High Heels, a combination of Roku and phone, and then uh, same thing with Blade in the Dark. I watched some of it on the Roku, and I finished it later on my phone. No problems. This is the only one that fucked up on me. I watched this one all just on the Roku. But then again, Charter's really been fucking up around here lately, so. Could be that. Could be the internet. Could be blaming Shutter for shitty internet connection, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got to find the key. That show has definitely got a lot of music in it. This trailer? Yeah, it does. uh, Music and screaming. (laughs) I kind of want that mask, though. Alright, let yeah, actually. Let, hang on. Let, I should have had the fucking thing up. Hang on. I'm going to read the synopsis. Stage fright. All right. Let's see how, uh, how expertly written this is. A group of stage actors lock themselves in the theater for a rehearsal of their upcoming musical production, unaware that an escaped psychopath has sneaked into the theater with them. I think it's snuck. Or, let's see, a troop of struggling... Did it say sneaked? Yeah, sneaked in. I guess that's that how you right? would. It's I, I. I think it's snuck in. Psychopath has sneaked. Maybe it's sneaked. I think that's how you would just say it in general Maybe. because we're Ameri- be we're Americans and we just change things. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, or or this guy wrote, um, a troop of struggling stage actors is rehearsing for a small town production of a play. Everything seems to be as it should until one of the cast members turns up dead. In a panic, the others try to get out, only to find that they are now locked in the theater with the killer. Which one of them committed the murder, and who will get out alive? All right. So, uh, stage fright. Um, I- I'm going to give a little bit more of a synopsis than that. I didn't fuck tell you anything. <laughs> so, you know, 
So there's a a group of actors and they're they've been they're like rehearsing for this play and this weird play has like lots of weird sex and violence and di- jumping around in it. And at the same time there's this murderous psychopath in a mental asylum who escapes kind of like a la Halloween, I guess, and makes his way over to this uh theater where these people are rehearsing and puts on an owl costume and then proceeds to murder uh, one by one, everybody in uh, the troop. So, a little bit of background right off. So, this was directed by Michael Sovi or Suave, um, who actually is kind of important, I think, in Italian cinema. He directed uh, Cemetery Man. Have you ever seen that? No. You should. It. Whoa! I don't know what's going on. Oh. Uh, he is directed like an, this is movie. something going on? Is like the news cut now? No, I think it's a fucking trailer. He directed this movie called um, Cemetery Man. It came out in the 90s, which is a really weird, cool movie, zombie movie with like some weird comedy in it and violence and everything. So I think he's a really actually talented director. And before that, he acted in, uh, he was in Demons. And uh, I don't know, he's like, he'd been around for a while. So... Th- he finally, he was in Blade in the Dark. He played a character in Blade in the Dark. The guy that directed this was in Blade in the Dark. Okay. So there you go. Um, he was in Tenebrae. He worked, so he worked with Argento a lot. He worked with Fulci. Um, so he finally got his chance to direct when he got The Church and this. But the thing I like about this movie in particular is it's, it's, an, it's basically an Italian slasher movie. So it's like a giallo, like the two other movies we watched are basically like kind of the black gloved killer type stuff where there's somebody with a knife and it's hands and there's a mystery as to who it is. But this one is kind of typical American slasher where you have somebody that's either within the troop itself or who escaped, um, who puts on a mask and starts murdering everybody in gruesome ways. So rather than just have, you know, uh, characters being cut with a knife, which tends to happen in some of these, in some of the Jalo, is we end up with, and I have a list of all the deaths here because they are actually pretty crazy. Like you said, I don't know how many of you saw, but there's a pickaxe to the face. Saw that. Right? So one woman gets a pickaxe right in the mouth, back yeah. of the head. Someone gets stabbed on stage and they think that it's part of the show. So the guy comes out in the costume and and the director's like, killer killer and he's like owl dude's like looking and he's like all right and he just walks over and grabs the girl and fucking starts stabbing her to death in front of everybody did you see that part i didn't see that one yeah yeah. and he like lays her down in the bed and then they're like oh my god like he fucking (laughs) killed her so they all run away then there's uh another dude that gets stabbed there's someone that gets a power drill through the abdomen uh through the wall it was yeah the door through the the door that one's pretty cool right one um the, there's another dude that gets an, that gets axed to death. Uh, there's someone that gets cut, pulled through a floor and then sawed in half. Did you see that one? Oh, through the stage. No, she. They're up in like the attic, and she gets the woman gets pulled through the floor, and then oh, he I don't think I saw cuts off the bottom half of her body. And then her boyfriend jumps down there, and he's like, "I'm gonna get you!" And then he gets cut in half with a chainsaw, and then. Uh, Another guy gets beheaded by an axe, and then another woman gets an axe to the shoulder and a knife to the stomach. So it's incredible. It's really gruesome in the way you kind of expect Italian horror to be gruesome, but it's got all these like 
things you expect in an American slasher movie. So I actually really love this movie. My one complaint right off the bat is it's too long. It's an hour and a half, but it kind of goes on for a while in spots. They spend way too much time dealing with the drama of these fucking theater actors that nobody gives a fuck about. Uh, At the end of the movie, there's like a whole six minutes after she beats the killer just to have him come back and a jump scare at the end so he can get shot again. So that stuff's not great, but I think the kills are fantastic. I actually like the costume, like this big fucking owl thing that's running around. It's yeah, that's so pretty absurd. cool. I know they kept concentrating <laughs> on that chick's ankle a lot. Like hmm. she had to like sneak out, go to the hospital. But like, that's true. Yeah. Before all that happened, I was just like, why are we? Unless there's something I missed. The only I reason that it. I think that they went out was really they needed a reason for her to go to the hospital so they we could see that the guy was going to escape. Because the killer escapes from the hospital that she goes to. So then he follows them back to the theater. That's how he gets there. Oh, uh, so, okay. Got you. So yeah. See, I missed that part. Yeah, like yeah. that's basically what it is. The only reason she, that really happens is so that we have a reason for the killer to end up at the theater. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> that director's a dick, huh? He is a dick. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, did you? So I wrote down in here, <laughs> in my notes, I wrote, uh, he threw her at him. So there's a scene later, right before he gets beheaded with an axe, where there's, there's this really annoying woman that's in the movie, and it, she's the one that um, uh, she wears like a purple dress, and she's always screeching and shit. So they're running from the killer. He takes her, throws her at him. So like the dude's running, throws this fucking woman at him. The axe hits her in the neck, and then she, she falls on the floor, and then he's just like... Just basically fucking leaves her there and takes off and then he gets killed. But yeah, he also treats the fucking actors like shit. He treats like that woman like shit. Right? He like fires her or whatever for no, really no reason other than she like wanted, she had to go to the doctor or whatever. Yeah. And he wouldn't let her leave. Yeah. So he fires her. (laughs) And then there's like the weird, uh, the weird investor guy. I was going to say there's him. Yeah. And they're like, and he's like, he's like, uh. You don't tell me how to run a movie, and I won't tell you to stop slapping the girls on the asses in the back or whatever. You know, like... And then he gets killed while trying to, like, save the money. So he, like, grabs the cash, I guess thinking that this dude in a fucking owl costume that just stabbed a woman on stage wants the money. And he spills the money out, and maybe they weren't American dollars, but if they were, it was, like, 200 bucks. And he, <laughs> yeah, and then the, so the killer grabs him, the owl dude, and he holds up the money, and he tries to give him like one stack of money, and then the fucking dude just stabs him. It was like, like there was a fucking idiot. They're all really dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, I missed that all too. these people are dumb. I definitely want to go back and rewatch because I did like what I saw. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I definitely want to sit down and watch it all the way through. Hopefully, with no glitching. <laughs> it's worth it. I've seen it a couple times now. I, just, we were supposed to watch Torso. Which you you haven't seen Torso? Yeah, no, Torso is fucking incredible. Yeah. I really wish we could have watched it because that's a cool fucking movie. And uh, probably could have found it anyway. I mean, I could, we could have, yeah. but it's like that one is a, a guy. He wears like a ski mask, and he's going around killing women. But the last act of that movie, the, it just goes fucking. You have no idea where it's gonna go because it just it what happens you don't expect to happen. It just it's it's really good. I had pretty much. I'm actually pretty surprised because even a lot of these older movies, I could find that shit in a fire stick, no problem. 
Yeah, you could have yeah. found Taurus. It's not hard yeah. to find. But the the shutter version that was on there was, you know, really good quality and it was easy cuz it was there. So I just randomly picked Stage Fright. I knew I, I knew I'd seen it, so I at least knew it fit in with the other ones kind of. <coughs> um I don't have that much more to say since I mean you didn't get a chance to really watch it. I totally would tell people to check it out if you haven't seen it. It's it's a fun movie. I think it uh, it's gotten more attention over the last few years than maybe it did in the past. It was maybe kind of lost for a little while. I think the DVD was out of print for a long time, but now you can find it pretty easily. And it's obviously on Shutter. So if you like uh, slasher movies with guys wearing giant owl heads. It is, uh, a, it is a dope costume. Like, I would totally. It is. It is. It's I would cool totally costume. wear that. Yeah, totally. We're so. just running around on Halloween with a giant owl on your head. <laughs> a giant owl head on your head. Right. Why is my uh, cable here just staying in place? All right. So if you want to move on, then that's that's all I got on that. All right. So you recommend it? Totally recommend it. Okay. What do you want to watch? What do you want to? Let's go with the Skull Blade in the Dark since you have it up. There's the uh, knife to camera you were just talking about. Yeah, it's it's a classic Jalo thing, and slasher movies do it too. That like the slasher movies came from the Jalo that that's they ripped them off, but slasher movies brought it to another level. this is '80s, so this is also a lot more fucking violent. Like this kill here is that. Really yeah, this violent. that was actually a really good kill. Composing music for movies. Interesting. Uh, what are you working on now? This one's got lots of words, though. It's got, it's got kinds of words that keep flashing on the screen. <laughs> well, yeah, it does. And now it's names of actors and actresses that we don't know, but maybe they knew them in Italy in 1993. Maybe they were huge names. Lamberto Bava is a well-known name. Like this particular scene right here, I want to talk about. 
Oh, we're gonna talk about. Yeah. I have quite a bit to talk about. I think in this movie, so yeah. <laughs> Alright, so that was the trailer, I guess, for Blade in the yeah. Dark. A killer stalks a composer staying at a po- posh Tuscany villa while writing the score to a horror film, which is an incriminating clue to the killer's identity. Uh, let's I just start right off again. Let's do a little bit of background on the movie. Um, it was directed by Lamberto Bava, who is the... Uh, the son of Mario Bava, who is a, obviously the prolific filmmaker who directed some really great movies. One of my favorite Jalos, Blood and Black Lace, was directed by him. Uh, Bay of Blood was directed by him. Uh, I mean, he's got, what, Rabid Dogs, and it's just... Even, like, uh, was it $5 for an August Moon's not bad. The guy, the guy knew how to direct a movie, so it was only natural that his son was going to get into it. Probably my favorite Lamberto Baba movie is Demons, the original Demons, which he directed. That was after Blade in the Dark. <coughs> but it makes sense that he would get into a sort of Jalo-esque movie, considering where his father came from. Um, but this, all right, so this movie is focused around this guy who's writing a score for a movie at this fancy house. And people start dying. Now, the movie opens with a scene from the movie that he's writing the score for. Yeah. We don't know that right away because it looks like it might be the movie. But there's one thing I wanted to ask you about. Have you ever insulted somebody by calling them a female? No. Did you notice this? Yeah. They're like... These little you're boys. a female. You're a female. You're a. F- it's like here's the thing. So if no, I mean when we were that age, and and this is this is probably something you don't say at all nowadays. Yeah. But our insults when we were kids was we called you gay. Yeah, we called you gay, or it'd be like, oh, you feel like a girl or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's only yeah. that. Um. But I was thinking as I was watching this, like, if my kid, if my daughter was like, to one of her friends, be like, you're built like a male. Like, I'd probably be like, you know, I should tell her that's bad, but she's using, like, the proper terminology. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's, <laughs> she's saying it very nicely. Yeah, like, she's <laughs> like, it's kind of polite. Like, you know I mean? It's kind of weird that they, that's like, there's a bunch of these in this movie of, like, these weird dubbing translations. And when we get to Walks on High Heels, we're going to talk about subtitle translations. But in this yeah. one, this movie is dubbed. So, like, that's, there's a whole bunch of these in here, but that one, like, immediately, like, Kids don't talk that way to each other. They don't call each other females, and I don't think they did in 1983 either. Maybe that was an Italian thing. <laughs> I don't like maybe in Italy calling a man a female. Well, was I think just the translation bad. of calling someone a girl is female. So I think they did a literal translation. Whoever dubbed yeah, it, yeah, they could have. Yeah, instead of just being like, you know what, let's work with this. Maybe we should say say girl or sissy or something. Whatever it is they want to say, <laughs> but. Then, <laughs> The the opening movie though I actually thought was I was like oh this is kind of cool like this little kid's gonna go get murdered in a basement yeah and then that's not the movie and then it just cuts we don't get that movie yeah um uh, and then I said all right so then we do like pretty quickly we get a kill though yeah we right? get a kill right away yeah so like this dude is living in this house and there's this woman there who he knows I don't even remember how he knew her 
But no. she goes outside, and then there's a dude in the bushes with a razor. Like one of no, those... no, no, no. So, <coughs> I actually, um, I have a note here that uh, random people just showing up to use the pool and bathroom. Okay, so was she one of the people that showed up to use the bathroom? I think she was like... <laughs> He knew her somehow, and then I I don't... She was... She lived in the house next door with the other chick. The chick in the uh, bathroom that comes over afterwards looking for her. Uh, oh. So those two girls lived together next door. Okay, so so this girl here. just was in the house, and, like, there was a part... Yeah. There was a part where somebody was like, oh, ha- whatever her name is, Claire or whatever. Have you seen her? And... She used to come over here all the time when the previous tenant, Linda, had the house. Right. And he's like, I don't know. I just opened a closet and she was there. Okay. So she was just already in the house in a closet. <laughs> now she, um, he's on the phone with his girlfriend and she wants to use the bathroom. Yeah. And she doesn't wait for it. She's like, I got to go now. I got to go now. Now, obviously, if you've been to the house before. Yeah. You've already been in the house. Mm-hmm. You should know where the bathroom mm. is. Then she goes to the bathroom. And then he goes and checks on her. Like, if yeah. I came to your house and I was like, yeah, I got to take a piss. I'll be right back. And you're like, would you come, like, literally 30 seconds later and be like, Mike, hey. Hey, you in there? You're not clogging hey. up the works, are yeah, you? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you going to spray when you're not in there? <laughs> He's, like, talking to her through the door, but she's obviously not in the bathroom. She's outside at this point. Yeah, now, yeah. How did she get from the bathroom to outside? And why did she go outside is what I couldn't. I, I was very confused by this whole sequence. So she's outside, and then there's a guy in the bushes, or somebody in the bushes. I mean, we don't know who it is at this point. And I don't know, like, why this whole scene is weird. Yeah, like so that she gets chased by this person with this with this like box cutter, not like this razor. Yeah, it's like a thin, well, like one of those thin box. It's like cutters. a box cutter. Yeah. yeah, which hurt like a fucking bitch. You ever been cut by one of those? Fuck things? yeah, they fucking yeah. hurt. They're like That's exactly. I almost cut my finger off, pretty much. Yeah, with yeah. A scraper. Um. It's baffling that she she decides to run, like, off towards this, like, garage area when, like, the house is literally right there. Yeah. You, she's only 50 yards from, not even 50 yards from Right, the house. and all the lights are on and everything. He's yeah. in there, like, playing his music and shit. I, I, I did kind of like what they tried to do here with, like, he was playing the music to the movie. And that, as he's playing the music, it's, you know... It's scoring the scene, but I did like that. <coughs> I did, you know, I thought that was clever. But I mean, you want to say something about this scene in particular? I, yeah. So she runs, and I wrote down um, she she hid behind the cage. Yeah, right. That there was only like yeah. like two feet between between. It's fucking weird. The wall and the cage, and that's obviously where she gets killed. Um, I said. That lady is real dumb. That's what I yeah. read. That's... <laughs> she is. I'm like... She is. She's real dumb. She goes and gets behind a... Yeah, a cage. Like... And there's... And I feel like this scene is supposed to be kind of suspenseful. It's not. It's just kind of like, eh. But it shouldn't be. There's something weird about this whole movie that's <clears throat> kind of like, eh. It doesn't feel... Oh, there's there's no suspense in this movie. Not at all. There's just not. Like, and you kind of know who it is almost the whole time. I knew. Yeah. I knew really early on. Yeah. And uh, I expect there to be like cat and mouse, like what you get in a giallo, like 
like stalking things like that, and he tries to do that a little bit in this scene. Just... And then he's got. So then the other girl comes over looking for her friend, right? And she's like, "Oh, uh, when Linda was here, I was just able to come over and use the pool whenever I wanted." And he's like, "Yeah, go. I'm not using the pool. Go ahead and use it whenever you want." And she's like, "Oh, okay." <clears throat> so takes he... a dip in the pool. And then just walks back into the... Why, all right. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. You either, live yeah. next door. Yeah. So why would you just go into his house that he, and then go into his bathroom? And, and then the gardener's watching her undress. I feel like the whole reason for that scene was so that the gardener could watch her get naked. I, but why couldn't he sneak over to the other yard? It's not that far away. That's true. He could have. Yeah. I want to I wanna reiterate here. So we. So that scene we talked about, the other kill, was like near the beginning of the movie. Yeah. What you're talking about right now is 56 minutes later. Oh, yeah, I know. Because 56 (laughs) minutes. So we literally, we had nothing to mention in those 56 minutes because nothing The only thing that happened was, I actually wrote wrote it down here. His girlfriend randomly shows up and then leaves and then shows back up again. That happened. (laughs) And I wrote down, moving old papers in a trash bag in the middle of the night. That's what this movie is. It's him walking around the house with a flashlight, or it's him sitting at a piano, or it's him and his girlfriend talking, or it's him and the director lady talking. 56 fucking minutes. And the kill we get at 56 minutes is incredible, by yes, the way. Yes, Like, this bathroom kill is the best thing in the movie, by far. It's brutal. It's it's graphic. It's intense. It's really well shot. Like, the when he sticks the knife into her hand and like pins it to the um to like the sink or the countertop and he's and then puts the curtain around her face and she ends up having to pull her hand through Through the knife yeah i mean that is really really good stuff i also wrote down (laughs) yeah so uh we, we get that so while she's being literally uh suffocated Mm hmm She's frantically the hand or the right the knife is to the top of the hand. She pulls it out, and then what we get afterwards was kind of weird. The killer is frantically trying to clean up a massive amount of blood yeah. with with just regular tissue, like your nose yeah. tissue, and that's never explained ever, right? No, because when he goes back into the bathroom later, it's all cleaned up. Everything's gone. Did he clean everything up with just the toilet tissue? And the. Like, it just seems like a lot. It didn't make sense to me why he was, why the killer was cleaning it up. It's never explained why the killer goes to all the trouble to clean it up. It's not really. Yeah, good you question. could make an assumption. Yeah. You could say like, "Oh, it's because you know." Spoiler alert: the killer is a man in drag. But I still don't see like, oh, because he wants to be a woman, he's going to clean the bathroom. You know? What yeah. I mean? Like, well, I mean, you can you can. The one of the biggest giveaways was the constant voice that they were using. Dude, you could tell it was a man, like because it was always like <laughs> the end. Like, <laughs> dude, I, so when the third act happens, and like he's in full on like berserker mode, fucking killing everybody in the house, and it's like <laughs> the voice is like, "I'm coming, I'm coming to get you." Like, I started, I burst out laughing. I was like, "This yeah. is the funniest fucking thing!" Yeah. Like. Every single time, I got the sense that they wanted it to sound like creepy, like this weird sing song male doing female voice. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Like when she's like laughing, like, <laughs> yeah. like dude, I, I fucking I lost laughed. it. 
Um, that shit was hilarious. I, I actually, mean, and, and it's in the last yeah. part of the movie where everybody gets killed. So yeah, yeah, I laughed. I wrote down uh, running down the hallway with Killer chasing, and I was just <laughs> like. That is some funny shit right there. It's hilarious. Oh my god, it's so funny. It's just literally a dude in drag with a knife over his head, like making noises while the chick just can't get away. It's like. not <laughs> supposed to be funny. No, it's not. It's hilarious. Um, and I, I just wish that like the kills had been spread. I, the movie would have been better. First of all, it needs like twenty minutes fucking cut off the top. It's an hour and fifty minutes long. That's too long for this movie. Like if it were good. Like, if this were a really good movie with, like, tons of style and good acting and a great score, you'd be like, all right, this is cool. Like, Argento, you're going to be like, Argento can make an hour and 50-minute giallo like Deep Red, and it's awesome. Lam- or his or Lamberto's father could do that. Lamberto Bava is not good enough to pull that off. So, at the very least, they should have spread all the kills out throughout the movie. Like, cause in the last 20 minutes, it's just, it's a slaughter. Everyone gets killed. Just It should have been thought out, like... The um the gardener could have been killed earlier in the movie, and the director could have been killed at another point in the movie. Like you need something like every fifteen minutes, yeah. you need something to happen to keep us engaged. And they didn't do that at all. I would, I bet you, I could take this movie and re-edit it and cut out twenty, thirty minutes of this thing, and you would have no idea that we had cut it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely. I, yeah. I'm positive about that. Yeah, because a lot of the girlfriend stuff. Let me, Most right, of so, it can be caught. Let me, let me ask you this. So, like, you're just chilling at home one day, right? You hear a noise. You, you go, you open up your closet door, and there's some random chick in there, <laughs> right? Chick pops out of the closet. You're like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? And then she's like, oh, oh I knew the previous owners or whatever. And you're just like, okay, yeah, cool. Just chill out. I'm going to watch a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And you go off, and you're doing what you're doing. You've got some random chick in the house. Then right. that chick dies, and you're like, no, she's she's dead. She's definitely dead. She's not here anymore. I heard screaming. And then your wife comes home, and you're like, Sherry, listen. There's a chick in the closet, <laughs> and now she's dead. Is Sherry going to go, what the fuck was her girl doing in my house? Yeah. Like, she immediately gets jealous and won't let the fa- the thing That's go. That's true. And isn't it also weird, I thought, that nobody calls the police? Ever? Nobody. Ever. Like, from the beginning, I was like, why wouldn't they call the police? I mean... This is a giallo, first of all, so, like, they should, fucking police should be all over this thing. But, like, that's what these movies have. But yeah. let's, like, the, the he's dude. like, they won't believe me. I'm like, you still have two people who are missing. Yeah. He <laughs> you goes, know what I mean? He goes to the caretaker, and he's questioning the caretaker. He's like, yeah, I think she's dead. And the caretaker's like, I don't know. I just take care of the place. Yeah, like, he doesn't, he's like, exactly <laughs> what he does. Yeah, like, he's, like, the worst. Like, they never explain, too, why the caretaker has a has a, like, a hobby of cutting fucking, like, shit out of the newspaper to like pin up to his wall like yeah th- you're supposed yeah. to think he's the killer you never believe he's the killer because it's too obvious but it's like they they so badly want you to think he is that he just randomly cuts out newspaper clippings and puts them all over his room that doesn't make any then sense then they do this tricky th- they do this tricky thing so if you cut out all the girlfriend stuff yep and if you cut out when he leaves the house and goes into town and calls oh, the talent agency, oh my God. and they make you think that it's her doing oh it, right? Yeah. If you cut that out, you yeah. have the same movie. You really do. And you just cut out almost 30 minutes. This movie, there's a scene like near the end of the movie, right? So he's at like the movie studio or whatever, and he realizes he needs to go home because he, he figures out what's going on or whatever. They show him leave the building, walk to the car, get in the car, start the car, 
back the car up, do a three-point turn, drive out of the fucking parking lot, yeah. and then they show him <laughs> driving in traffic down the road, and that's and then all of a sudden he's home. Didn't need any of that. You literally needed none of it. You have him walk out the door of the movie of the production studio, and then you have him walking into his house. You it people know that he fucking drove a car. We don't need to know that he did a three point turn yeah. out of the goddamn space. It's mad. I was fucking go. It was driving me nuts. Why is there? They didn't cut anything out of this thing. No, it's so fucking. The small. scene where he goes to the uh, production house. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to look at the film. All right. I get why we saw the film being cut up fine. <sighs> then he walks in, but he's not fully in the room yet, and the camera stays in that room while the killer moves. Right. And then he comes into the room, notices everything's cut up, goes back out. The camera's still sitting there, talks to the guy. Right. And he goes out there frantically like, what, you know, and the guy's like, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, nobody is concerned in this movie with anything. No. And then then they're like, the guy's like, all right, well, we'll try to put the film back together. Two pieces of film. Click. Yes. Two pieces oh my of film. God. Click. Two pieces of film. Click. This is <laughs> this is going to be really difficult. Why are you showing me this? Yeah. Why are you showing me this? Just say, this is going to be difficult. And the <laughs> next scene is taped. We'll understand. Oh. We don't need to see it. Like. <laughs> this movie explains everything. everything. It shows you everything. <laughs> it does not understand pacing, and it does not understand editing. It doesn't understand that viewers are smart enough to fill in the blanks. It's, oh my God. So, this. But the one thing uh, I will say, I actually really liked the score. I thought the music was good. The score was cool, yeah. And like the atmosphere of the movie, like the house. The yeah. darkness of I like the biggest state. Yeah, I thought it was a cool setting for a yeah. horror movie, particularly yeah. this kind of horror movie. It's good. It's a good giallo setting for sure. Yeah, and there, there is that one kill that's incredible in this movie. It's incredible. They they blew their budget on the one on the one <laughs> it's kill. So good. It's really good that it it does it not it cannot live up to that at all. No, oh, actually, we get the uh, body drag up the stairs where the head is just bouncing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm pretty sure was uh, a dummy. Yeah. Because you can see the hinge behind. I'm pretty sure. I rewound it to see, but it was hard to tell. I'm pretty sure you can see the hinge behind the ear. So every time it lifts, you can see the darkness of the yeah. hole holding it together. Probably. <clears throat> other than that, I mean, other than other than that, uh, I would say. I can't mm, recommend it, honestly, but it's too long. It's a. Uh yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it unless you were with like a bunch of people and you and and um and you wanted to take a nap with them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to hang out, but you didn't really like. If you really then put on demons, man, like if you want to watch a Bava movie, a Lamberto Bob, put on demons, then sit around, and have some beers, and watch that. Yeah, I mean this is this movie here. Like, like say your buddies call you up. Yeah, you got you got like six people coming over. Yeah, but you really don't want to watch a movie. And you just want to sit down, and have some beers, and a conversation. If you put this on, eventually everybody's breaking out in the conversation, <laughs> dude. I can't. You know what I'm saying? So, <sighs> fuck, dude. No, I can't. I can't tell anybody to go watch this. I can't. I can't. It's it's so boring. It's so fuck. Your friends are gonna be like the friends at that guy's Joe Ball party. I was just thinking of that. Yeah, like, they're gonna be like, 
I theme this out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're going to get all mad. You're going to be like, I put this movie on for you guys. Yeah. I, mean, I, like, I, I right. thought you all were Italian. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit. All right, so we're going to move on to uh, Death Walks on High Heels. Yep. I keep grabbing the wrong mouse. He'll kill me if I don't tell him where they are. This is in English, right? Yeah. yeah. That Englishman killed her, you want to know. I regret to say that your accusation is erroneous. You see, Dr. Matthews couldn't have done it, as he was shot last night. It might have been anyone. Even you. You're after her killer. How amazing you should care when the stupid bitch nearly murdered the man who was keeping her. <laughs> That's so weird. So weird. And it's like right off the bat. Yeah, look, and they're fucking highlighting it. They're like super proud of that scene. It's fucking weird, man. Yeah, the trailer's really concentrating a lot of that. <laughs> On that scene. <clears throat> you think they could do a scene like that nowadays? No. no. A white chick in blackface? Not a fucking oh. chance. Not a chance. Death stalks on high heels? I know, like, that's what it's saying. This is Arrow Video's uh, trailer. Maybe it was the only, maybe it was the English version trailer. What was that, you know? It might have been released over here as Death Stalks on High Heels. It doesn't make any sense, but spoiler alert: the killer in this movie is not a woman, so death is not stalking on high heels. But... Oh, I better bring up the synopsis, man! I keep forgetting to do that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, fucking phone. Oh, I could. I was going to try to pull it up and then close it. All right. I'm almost there. Yeah. Let's see what kind of wonderful synopsis is on IMDb for this one. Um, all right. Oh, fucking Christ. Okay. <laughs> After a heist, the notorious jewel thief Rochard is murdered in a train. In Paris, his daughter Nicole Rochard, who is a stripper, is summoned by the police that wants to know the whereabouts of valuable diamonds that her father had stolen. She goes with her boyfriend, Michael Almon, Almont, and tells that does... Oh, my God. I can't with these fucking idiots. And tells that does not know anything about the missing <laughs> diamonds. Tells not, does not. During the night, a blue-eye masked man breaks in her apartment and threatens her, asking where the diamonds are. Nicole seeks protection with Michael, but in the morning she finds contact lens in his bathroom and she suspects Michael may be the masked man. She seeks out her customer, Dr. Robert Matthews, who had hit on her, and she asks him if she could go with in to London. Matthews, who is married, brings Nicole to a house by the sea in a village and she poses of his wife. But soon the masked man comes to England and begins a crime spree. The Scotland Yard Inspector Baxter and his assistant are assigned to investigate the case. Alright, so let's say... A couple of missing words there, a couple of added words. Yeah, basically, there's this woman, she's a stripper, 
Her father is murdered after stealing some jewels. Killer thinks she has the jewels. Starts bother, or basically like stalking her and threatening her. She runs off with this doctor guy to his house out by the sea. She ends up dead. Hit this guy's wife ends up dead. Um, I don't know somebody else maybe end up dead somewhere. And uh, eventually we find out who the killer is. And all the time there's her boyfriend running around trying to solve the murder, and the police are running around trying to solve the murder. Yeah, this is definitely more of like a crime thriller. This is a yeah. very typical Jalo. Which yeah. is like a police investigation into murders. The murders tend to be pretty violent, but there's also a lot of time spent on you know investigation and s- sleazy moments and things like that. It's it's very typical. <clears throat> um, I I right away wrote because it's like within the first few minutes, is that woman in blackface? And then I wrote, yep. And I messaged you yeah. immediately. <laughs> like, this movie opens with the main main character, the stripper, in fucking blackface, wearing a fro. Yeah. Stripping in front of a room full of men. And, like, metal mesh with a bikini it's underneath. It's weird. fucking wild, man. It's the weirdest thing ever. I did not expect that at all. Like, I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm just like, holy shit. It's <laughs> fucking wild. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. And then... Her boyfriend comes to see her and he's like he says something it's like uh i love it when you're when you when you go all black or something it's, it's weird yeah. man so actually it's weird cuz my first note was guy throws knife and then explains why he did it and i don't even remember that now i don't even all i remember is her in blackface and then i wrote um translation problems like, tired of you being home now the scene was him and her talking and then yep. making out talking about like leaving so yeah. why would he say that he's tired of her being home when they're getting ready to leave to go somewhere i don't know doesn't make sense and yeah. then i wrote um you're talking through your back teeth oh what that wrote that was it one it was those... basically the same scene how did i not see that and i was like what the fuck is back teeth? i guess i wasn't paying enough attention to the subtitles or i was still messaging you about yeah. blackface <laughs> yeah it was pretty close to <laughs> the beginning uh yeah so there were some translation problems in this thing um yeah i mean it's it's pretty typical i think because i'm guessing these were the subtitles on the american release and they didn't exactly put a ton of care into that stuff it's the same thing with the dubbing when they dub it it's usually shit so unless you can understand italian yeah. Which I don't. Um, you get some weird fucking subtitles. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things I said early on was, so, er, like, pretty early on in the movie, um, she's in her apartment or whatever, and the guy comes in and starts threatening her with a knife. So he, like, ties her up and puts, like, the thing over her head or whatever and tells her he wants the diamonds. And it's, like, the very next scene is her and her boyfriend, like, about to fuck. So, like... Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm nuts. I don't think I am. Maybe I am. But if like your old lady, right? Somebody comes into your house, ties her up, like fucking whatever, right? Whatever. Like threatens her with a knife, whatever. Is that night she's gonna be like, you know what? We should fuck. Uh, well, my, 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 <laughs> well, he's obviously not after me, so we better do it before you die. You know? <laughs> I'm serious. Such so a weird, weird thing. Like yeah. people don't do that. Like that's not a realistic response to that like someone tried to murder you 
you're probably not like all of a sudden like I'm gonna go fuck my boyfriend and he's like fuck yeah let's do this shit you know yeah he's but like, then uh, she thinks it's him so she runs off to this doctor guy this dude is weird so, oh yeah right he's got a thing for boots. Right. Yeah, and he mentions it multiple times. He does, he and I about... noticed it early on that he had to yeah. think for boots. There's also a scene where they're frolicking through a park. There's a part where the cop <clears throat> is holding the boot, like yeah. this weird, and they're swaying back and forth. Yeah, it's so and funny. The, the camera's focused on it. He's like, what are these? And he's like, boots. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so like, funny. No, he just puts them down. Like, it's so weird. He like makes her wear them when they're having sex and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is a weird movie, man. It's like, it's... It's mostly just like sex and like pretty much, yeah. Right, like her getting naked, banging dudes, and then she gets murdered, and then the rest of the movie is trying to figure out who did that. This is another example of a movie where there's like one really good kill, and it's uh, his wife. So the doctor's wife, when the killer comes in and cuts her up with a knife, she's on the bed, and he like he, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, yeah, I got, I got a note here. I wrote down. Razor guy explains. The razor guy explains why he's there. Yeah, and then she just lies on the bed and doesn't even do anything. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. he, you talking about the when they when he cuts the girl up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that scene. She fought for like ten seconds, and then yeah, just and then on the, she's like, just kill me, and then she just laid on the bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's like, I'm not gonna fuck my boyfriend later, so just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good scene, though. It, it is. is it scene, is a good yeah. kill. Um, um, I said, oh, what you know about another thing I said, by the way, back to this Robert guy with the boots, there's this scene like this dude's weird. So when she's still alive, when the mistress is still alive, right before she gets thrown in the ocean, um, they're sitting by the fire and they're eating fish. Yeah. And she's taking this fish and she's picking it apart with her fingers. And then she's like putting the fish in her mouth and she's eating it, licking her lips and her hands are all covered in, like, oil and fish grease and shit. And he's, like, watching. And he's, like, yeah, yeah. And then she, like, takes another piece of fish. And she's, like, licking her lips. And he's, like, fuck, yeah. Like, he's totally getting into it. She fucking smells like fish, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, her like, fingers? Her face? Everything about yeah. her right now reeks of fish. Like, this is a fucking weird that dude. That dude loves fish, though. <laughs> he really does. He loves that little mentally challenged man that brings the fish. Yeah, around. he 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 walks up like a boss holding like two big like uh, tapiocas or whatever they are, just walking up. <laughs> um, it was he is weird because she goes to him and says, um, she's explaining to him that listen, this guy he had a razor and he he grabbed me and he was threw me down he was gonna kill me and he tried to slash me with a razor and he's like oh you're just thinking of a movie you watched yeah. once. like <laughs> like she just said she almost died and you're like oh like oh it's great uh, uh, another thing in this movie that's funny is that the fucking cops are useless in this movie like yeah if it weren't for the boyfriend that comes back to basically solve the murder for them they were gonna just throw him in fucking jail the cops do nothing in this movie. They walk around. Um, they just kind of like they get their car stolen at one point. Yeah, they do. Like they <laughs> they get handcuffed together at one point. Like you like he solves the crime for him. He does and brings the car back. That's true. Right? He does yeah because yeah. he stole the car. Yeah, he stole the car and then he mm-hmm. had, then he had to drive it back. That's how he got back. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we have to register for stealing the car. But you you know you you, you we we 
technically fucked up everything. <laughs> yeah. And you solved the crime, but we're going to rush you anyway. It's pretty common in Jalos. Like, it's almost always that the cops can't solve it, and it always ends up being, like, some random dude that solves it. But this one seemed particularly inept. And then there's also, I was telling you earlier, like, the so the scene where the dude that lives across the street admits that he's been watching the woman in her house, and he's like... I'd watch her, and she'd get on the ground and wriggle around on the floor. And it's just her, like, on the floor, like, humping the air and, like, wiggling around. Is that a thing? Like, is that... Shouldn't she be, like, doing something? Like, she was, she flicking was the wiggling. bean? She should be flicking the bean, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing something. <laughs> just... Or wiggling while flicking the bean. Maybe? Yeah, something, yeah. right? Uh, I did... Uh, <laughs> there's the part where she's changing... And, like, he takes his glass. Now, I don't wear glasses, so I don't know if this is a thing. So I'll tell you if it's a thing. Like, and he, like, looks at her, and he's like, oh, but he's, like, adjusting his head so that he can get the, like, the right part of the lens on the glasses or something. And then he (laughs) takes them off, and he watches her from a distance. And I'm like, don't you need the glasses to see? Yeah. Well, unless unless they're reading glasses, but you only wear reading glasses when you're reading. So, yes, like, if I took my glasses off right now, dude, you're, like, you're, like, you're a blob. I am a blob. Look at me. <laughs> I am a blob. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't be able to, Certainly, if there was a woman over there undressing, I would. it could be you. I wouldn't. You could be over there and be like stripping. I'd be like, huh. huh. That was That's a nice figure. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> Put the glasses uh, yeah, because I thought it was weird. He like, takes them off and then he like stares at her. That is like, weird, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Um, we do get... A pretty amazing eye scraping scene, dude. That was crin. I okay. Ready? You want to? When I wrote, this is the last note I took in this movie. For some reason, I stopped taking notes. I wrote, "What the fuck is he doing to that guy's eyeball? What the fuck is he doing to that guy's eyeball? Like he's why is he scraping his eye? What is that? I think he was scraping out the cataracts or whatever, dude, which isn't a thing, dude. Mm-mm. That was." You know what the crazy part is, is when you see somebody do something like that, like scrape an eyeball or like we've seen eyes go through like, um, you know, wooden, broken pieces of uh, wood and stuff. Mm -hmm. It makes you cringe every single time. But technically your eyes don't have nerve endings, so you don't feel it. I don't don't give a fuck. But it's still cringy. I don't give a fuck. Like... Watching him scrape that eyeball. And he was digging in that dude, thing, too, I don't man. know what he was doing. And then he, like, slides that. I was, oh. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that scene. I had it in my notes, too. And I just, I must have just intentionally pushed it out. F- fuck that scene. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That was, and it goes for a while. The camera oh, it goes just for stays on it. stays on it for a while. It's like a scalpel. Yeah. Ugh. It's like Ugh. a little hooky thing. What the, what is it? Like, doctors don't do that, right? They don't fucking cut your eye with a scalpel. I haven't been to the eye doctor since I was if like If my eye 12. doctor came out and is like, I'm just going to put this scalpel in your eye, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Like, like hell you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you're fucking, you're putting nothing in my eye. Like, get the fuck away yeah. from me. Like, no way. <laughs> it's weird. Jesus. Um, does anything else happen between that? Um... I guess not much of note that I can think of, other than the fact that the killer went to a lot of trouble to try to delay deep composition by buying these giant slabs of ice and oh, then yeah. attaching the body to them and then throwing them in the ocean. Like, would that even work? 
I think it would work if the bodies were outside the water. I'm guessing the warmth of the water would melt the ice pretty quickly, so it wouldn't yeah, matter anyway. Right. I just it was But if you just weird. left the body out in the open and yeah. just kind of, you know, in like a little dark place in a cave or something, then yeah, because yeah. the body would be frozen. That I thought was a, w- a very weird way to try to bank an alibi. Yeah. Um, the killer, by the way, is uh, is the doctor. The he. Um, yeah, he kind of rats himself out. Well, no, the fucking mentally uh, handicapped yeah, yeah. fish dude yeah, does. Yeah, the, the fish. He's guy. like, oh, senor, uh, you you didn't need as much ice this time. And all of a sudden, the cops, it's like dun dun dun, and everyone like looks at him. Yeah. So, and you know he's thinking like, "What the fuck, dude?" So the whole time they thought it was, uh, they thought they thought it was the boyfriend. They thought it was the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wrote down they cleaned him up, drove him to the airport. Then they talk about the crime. Yeah, I know. was there no time from the time he got cleaned up to the time he was in the car to the drive to the airport? That's They've true. never actually talked about what That's happened. He's like, <laughs> "I'm not ready to talk about it yet." <laughs> it wasn't until they got to the airport. It's, which could have been like a day later, a couple days true. later. Like, we don't know how long it was. That is true. And then all of a sudden, they start talking about it. And then we and, get one of the best scenes in cinema history. At the very end? The very the end. The freeze when he frame his, thing? It's, oh, at first, I thought it was. It's not really a freeze it's frame. It's not. They're just... No. Yeah, it's just them <laughs> so I wrote, staring at each other, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird eye gaze while lighting a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like a freeze frame, but it's them but just it's, like... Pretending to freeze frame. Yeah, so they just they sh- they stayed still because the guy with the cigarette, right. like every once in a while, you just kind of see him dip down and dip down, and the guy that's holding the lighter, you'll see the lighter like it's flicker a little bit. It's weird, man, that they yeah. did that. Like, <laughs> why? I don't. <laughs> and they just stare at each other's eyes like it's so weird. <laughs> I don't think that. I think in seventy two or when I'm seventy one, seventy two, they had the technology to freeze frame it, right? Oh, I would think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So th- the director's like, ah, I just uh. Just stand still for uh for for sixty seconds and stare at each other. Just hold it right, yeah, just like that. We don't want to have to shoot this again. But what <laughs> have you ever? You, you see, you don't smoke, so it's like I don't think I've ever been in a situation where my buddy lit my cigarette and we just gazed into each other's eyes for like thirty seconds. You are female. <laughs> um, this was uh, what was the name of this movie? High uh, heels. Death walks on high heels. And by the way, did you see there's a movie that came out after this, same director, called Death Walks at Midnight? Yeah, it's on it's on show. That one looks kind of awesome, man. It's somebody with – so it's someone that has, like, a hand that's, like, got spikes on it, and he goes around and he kills people with his spike hand. So let me see if I can get – yeah, it's on Shutter because when you punch this in, it comes right up next to it. That's when he fucking throat punched him, right? Yeah, there's a lot of karate chopping in this movie. It's really funny. Like when the dude goes around yeah, the door and, he and the cop literally like, fucking karate, karate chops, chops him. him. <laughs> that here. music, dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Watch this. Like, you're telling me there was no time to talk about this shit. Because it's all in Italian, so. <laughs> There's no way this is a freeze frame. All right, let's lay out. Let's see if it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, best shit. friends now. 
did. They totally are. So fucking weird. Oh my god. Like one dude is blinking and still <laughs> pumping a cigarette. <laughs> Oh my god! I would say, you gotta check you gotta check this out. This is I good. this one I recommend. Like, yeah, it's it, it's funny because it doesn't have any more kills than the last one. It has less actually, but this one is like so much more entertaining. Um, first of all, it has it's only like, got three kills. It's, yeah, but to right? me, it's, it's got it's, the yeah uh, three. I think three kills. It's just got a lot more going on, right? Like there's tons of different locations, but there's also different like characters running around. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's kind of a fun movie. It's a little bit sleazy. Like it's got some ridiculous characters in it. Like I said, you got these bumbling cops that are kind of entertaining. Um, it's it it's a fun movie. Like um, it's not a horror movie, really. Like you said, it's more like a crime thriller type thing. But I found it to be really entertaining. I, I totally got into it. Yeah, no, I liked it. And uh, some of the music, um, especially at the end there, reminded me of, and I, I, I could not remember the name of it. Um, the, I know it was like Pope. Um, Gone with the Pope? Gone with the Pope. Yeah. A lot of that music reminded me of that movie. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It was just I, weird. Yeah, I could see that. Um. I should watch that again, actually. It's a good movie. I'm like a squirrel in a tree. I start thinking of something. Uh, yeah, because I got I still haven't watched the cut you watched. My cut didn't have aliens in it. Oh, no. That's uh, American Hippie in Israel. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, American yeah, Hippie in Israel. Yeah, you didn't have aliens in it? No, really? my, my copy didn't. Wow. I think it was only on the Blu-ray. The DVD didn't have oh, that. yeah, you got to watch one with aliens. Yeah, the, it didn't have the oh. alien scene in it. Holy shit! But it it, uh, it 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 reminded me of that, like a lot of the. Yeah, I gotta watch that music. again. That's been yeah. a while. So, I have that on Blu-ray, so. This one I definitely recommend. So we got we got two out of three. I'd say two out of three. Yeah, two out of three. It's not a bad uh, recommendations. Yeah, I would I would check this out, and I actually want to see the next one, Death Walks at Midnight. That one looks really really cool. So, um, yeah, that's it. I don't got anything else. I don't do we we don't really know what we're watching next show. Do you have any ideas? No, not yet. I don't. I do have an idea, but I wrote it down and it's not with me right now. So all right, so I'll just wait. I'll let you. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything. So. Um, I picked these ones. I forget what so. it was off the top of my head, but um, yeah, no. So uh, definitely check out the two out of three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I got nothing else. So yeah, we're gonna get some stuff lined up, and uh, we'll probably wind up posting it or something. Just so if you're following along at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right.